Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free to bring up absolutely anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com as we launch into another week of fun and excitement here. Uh, I believe Curtis may be joining us at a uh, later point as our buddy Gardner Goldsmith called out tonight. Unfortunately, he has other things that are, that he is attending to. But we will take your calls about anything. 800-259-9231. So to start things out, uh, there was some activism this morning. Here in New Hampshire, we've uh, we've been filling you in as time goes on on some of the uh, just some of the amazing things that are happening here in the uh, the movement, the Liberty Movement up here in New Hampshire. Of course, the Free State Project is what brought Mark and myself here. We came here uh, back in 2006 as part of the Free State Project, a movement designed to gather liberty-minded people together in the same geographic area. New Hampshire was chosen. We made the move. Hundreds of others have also made the move. Thousands more are coming. You can be part of it. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn. And more. But what happened a few weeks back during the Liberty Forum, which is an annual gathering of free staters and interested uh, parties and who might want to come here or are looking at uh, possibly coming here, they had a 420 celebration during this particular event. And we discussed it uh, to quite an extent uh, in that during the event, during this 420 or during the, the 420 celebration, there was a crackdown by the Nashville police. They had never experienced uh, civil disobedience like this before. And so they arrested uh, they arrested a young man who wasn't even necessarily uh, related to the, the free state movement. He was just somebody who came by uh, and was hanging out with us at the park because he saw us there celebrating uh, cannabis and he wanted to join in. The uh, cops targeted him for some reason, uh, even though there were people standing around with bongs and things like that. They targeted this one young local man. Maybe it was because he was black. Uh, but anyway, they targeted- he would stand out like he's a, one of the one of the few, if not the only black guy at the event. Right. So they targeted him. It's New Hampshire. And then it was a, as he he was being arrested, they were putting him in an undercover car because they had undercovers th- uh, throughout the uh, the 420. And so as they were putting him in the uh, in the in the undercover car, one of the activists, David, from here in the Keene area, decided to stand in front of the car. And he was also with a couple of other uh, folks as well up there. But he was the primary guy in front, of, uh, in front of the car. And so the police then decided to arrest him after he refused to, uh, to move out of the way. I mean, he was just trying to block this kid from being kidnapped by these armed men. Armed strangers come along and start kidnapping your, uh, a friend of yours or a friendly associate. You do the right thing. David did the right thing. He stood in front of that cop car. So they arrested him for, for it. They charged him with, uh, I think it was disorderly conduct and resisting arrest because he didn't voluntarily assist them in their kidnapping of him. Um, and they, I think they, then they also arrested Catherine Bleich, who we've had on this, uh, this program in the past. She's an activist who doesn't live in New Hampshire. She was just visiting during the Liberty Forum. They arrested her for disorderly con- so-called disorderly conduct, and I don't know if she got a resisting charge. I'm not, I'm not clear on that. Yeah, I think that uh, what she did to stand out was uh, she was certainly, uh, you know, sh- trying attempting to shame the cops. She was loud, and, and she uh, had a video camera, and she was standing in the road. Yeah, separate she went out from, into the, ro- the road. Yeah, she was separate from much of the crowd, and basically everybody who stayed on a on the sidewalk didn't get arrested. 
Pretty much, yeah, because the cops were, at that point, they were trying to clear the road. They were demanding that people get on the sidewalk. Most people were obedient to that. They did get on the sidewalk. There were a few people that weren't that weren't arrested that day, but then the cops later on, weeks later, came and rounded them up. So they made three further arrests. Uh, in fact, one of the guys that was arrested in the roundups just got out of jail this afternoon. We might be hearing from him, Big Mike. But the development in the story today, besides Big Mike getting out of jail, uh, is that... Catherine Bleich and David, the two initial, uh, two of the initial arrests, had trials scheduled for today. And so we came out for this, and now we drove out from Keene. Uh, that's an hour drive at least, hour and 20, 10, hour 20 minutes, something like that. Uh, so we drove all the way out. I got up at 5.45 this morning. Uh, we drove all the way out there. Catherine Bleich is coming in from Texas. So she's, she drove up to Missouri or something like that and then flew out the rest of the way out to uh, up here to New Hampshire. And uh, so you know, folks had come out to support these activists in their trials. I mean, they're looking at jail time. I mean, this is disorderly conduct. It could take up to a, you, know, you could be in jail for up to a year on that. Right. And I'm sure that the uh, the authorities know that uh, Ms. Bleich was coming in from some other location. Right. I mean, oh, yeah, of course they know. Of course they, they do. They, they read our forums. They, these are bureaucrats. Right. So they've got a lot of free time on their hands. Well, they're doing so, police work by reading uh, the forums. It's, it's a great excuse to read our forums. Curtis is joining us, by the way. I feel a little guilty. What do you, what, you feel guilty about? Uh, about what? You, we can hear you. Well, uh, Catherine called me. Uh, Prior to landing in Boston, let me know she'd be coming in. And I suggested she use the Porcupine 411 service. So if they didn't know before that, they certainly knew uh, oh, yeah. when they, she, she made that call. They listen to those. The Pork 411 is a little service. You can call a phone number and it shoots out. Uh, it shoots the, the Pork 411 shoots out at that message that you leave to literally hundreds of people uh, who are subscribed to it. Maybe even a thousand. I don't know how many subscribers there are. I'm sure there are hundreds. And so we showed up. It's 8 in the morning, uh, and the, there's a loaded docket full of trials, and we're thinking, oh, God, how long are we going to have to wait here? And it turns out we didn't have to wait too long for court time. I mean, it was like an hour before they got started. That's typically what you should expect, if not longer. And then they called up Catherine, and her lawyer didn't even know what was going on. He had no clue that this was uh, this was happening. Basically, what they said was that... Well, we sent out a notice to you saying that if you've got over, uh, if you're going to take more than 30 minutes for this trial, that the court needs to be notified, and the court was not notified of this. But they were basically saying, look, we, we didn't notify you because we didn't think it was going to take that long. Um, I guess maybe maybe her attorney said that it would, I think I'm confusing things. Uh, I've been up for a long time. Uh, David said he didn't intend to take that long because he doesn't have a defense. But they didn't care about that. It didn't matter because... The prosecutor decided that it was going to be a long trial, but the prosecutor decided that it was going to be a long trial right there that moment. So even though he knew this and clearly had communicated it to others because the police were not there. So had the police been called for a trial and were surprised right. by that, that'd be oh, one thing. Wow, we, we were, we're not on duty doing uh, serving the public right now because we no. thought there was going to be a trial, huh? Sure. So, so right. So none of the state's witnesses were there. They all knew this was going to be postponed. So all of a sudden we get to find out after everybody has driven for an hour plus and yeah. in Catherine's case come from across the country and this is, for a know, trial. And this is the tactic. And it's not any kind of new tactic when it comes to the judicial system. The tactic the of dick you around justice 
system. Okay, the idea is is that we have a, this this organization, uh, the, the courts, that they have a monopoly on justice, on the dispensement of justice in in the United States, and somehow they're going to do a good job with that, uh, unlike other, every other monopoly ever in history ever. Um, they're going to do a good job, and the people that are in control of it, because hey. The judge works for the, for, the, for the government, the prosecutor works for the government, the police work for the government. What a surprise. They collude to deprive you of justice. I mean, Catherine Bleich came in from Texas for mm. this trial because she was going to stand up and she was going to say, no, you can't do this. I'm going to, you know, I'm taking this all the way. And what do they do? They're costing her another plane ticket in several more days. Why? Because there's nothing to hold these people responsible. I mean, why do they care? I the mean, idea that you can set up a monopoly government, then extract all responsibility that these people have for their most responsibility these people have for their actions and then expect justice to be dispensed. It's just absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, it, it was pretty ludicrous. I mean, it's amazing when you do get justice under those <laughs> circumstances. So that was essentially what happened this morning. I mean, they basically put both the trials off to August. Early August is when they're scheduled for now. Yeah, because and we're going to... Uh, this was on in February? It was on in February? When, when, when did the happen? original arrest? February. Yeah, uh, yeah it was, March. Liberty Forum. Liberty was it March? Forum, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're going to be five months away from the time? I mean, yeah. we could have had it a, a month or two, and then every, everybody's memory would have been fresh, and mm. justice would have been more likely dispensed, and now we're going to be several months later. Five, five months is a speedy trial in the United States. Yeah, well, <laughs> not to me. All right, there's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. So basically the suggestion to the activists has been that, well, now if if you're planning on having a trial, you should just get in the habit now of noticing the court that you plan on taking more than half an hour. That way they can't pull this crap anymore. There's more coming up. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. The site allows you to submit show prep ideas here to Free Talk Live, and other listeners can vote them up or down, and you can too. Most popular uh, ideas make it to the front page of our website, up toward the top of the page. So enjoy that. It's free for you over at freetalklive.com. Uh, Mark, Mark, we have somebody special to uh, to bring on here, right? Yeah, that's right. Mike Buck from Nature Bee. Mike Buck from Nature Bee. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there, guys. You know what? I just was thinking during your break, this is the second luckiest day of your listeners' lives. Why is that? Well, the first day is the day they found you guys and decided to change their their thinking and their life. And the second day is today because they find out, they start finding out on your great network of stations all about our wonderful product from New Zealand called Nature Bee. That's right. Uh, these days, we all need to uh, make supplements a regular part of our diets. But with so many supplements out there, where do you start? And uh, Mike Buck, you're here to tell us about Nature Bee from New Zealand. Okay, look, let's face it. Nobody looks forward to that routine in the morning. It's too complicated. So many pills, tablets, and capsules. You take some with- 
some little pennies and you're done. Yeah, you know, I've been taking it for about a month now, and I can't believe how it's it's helped me. I can honestly say it really works. It's 100% natural, gang. You're all going to be amazed how nature be plant pollen from New Zealand is going to change your life, too. Every vitamin, amino, mineral, and antioxidant, it's a power pack. It's a hand grenade of good health, and all you take are those two little capsules, and like that fat guy used to say on TV, away you go. <laughs> so since Nature Bee does it with uh, just two capsules, I bet that means that you, you can save everybody some money. Okay, now, here's the deal. Now, listen to this deal, everybody. Six-month supply of Nature Bee, $99.95 plus delivery. A special bonus, everybody listening to Free Talk gets three extra months for free. You call toll-free to get that money-back guarantee, and it comes right to your door. one 834 8355 That's 1-866-834-8355. Or if you're listening all over the country to Free Talk Live online, you can do that too online, Nature Bee. That's naturebee.com. Yeah, and don't forget, Nature Bee has a 100% money-back guarantee, and you can be just like me and call one 834 8355 right now. It's 866 866- 866-834-8355 at naturebee.com. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. All right, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. As uh, we, we, We're going to get to the phone calls here in a moment. I'll just make sure we've gotten everything told about uh, the kind of the activist update here. As uh, Catherine Bleich, who has been a guest on this program is fairly, I guess, noteworthy within the, uh, the, the the Liberty community. She was one of the people named in that list of evil uh, people from, what was that uh, that organization, the Southern The, the Southern Coalition. Poverty Law Center, and it was a like, list of, meet the patriots, I believe is the term. Yeah. So uh, she ended up flying up here to New Hampshire to uh, attend a trial. Her lawyer was had no idea this was uh, going to be happening. And so everybody was caught uh, by surprise, although I guess we really, in hindsight, shouldn't shouldn't have been because we kind of expect them to play games. But this was a pretty crappy game of them to play, and basically they wasted her money and her time. Yeah. Uh, and all of our other, the rest of us, uh, we our time was ra- wasted and our money as well, but we didn't have to buy a plane ticket. We just had to pay for the gas and, and get up early to, to come out there. So they've rescheduled the trials. They're now going to be in August, which, you know what, it's going to be good news in, in the long run because it's... It's, that's you know, three months down the line. It's a quarter of a year out now. August second is when they're uh, they're scheduling these trials for, which means we've got three more months to bring more activists here to New Hampshire, so we can have twice as many people uh, show up to the trials. Because honestly, you know, for for the big city, for Nashua. We, we didn't have that many more people in Nashua than we normally do out here in little old Keene. So you know, I know people are working. It's an early morning thing. It's and long it's, it's not easy uh, to get up and go to court early in the morning. So hopefully we'll have more people turning out uh, in support of these great activists here. I know that Pete and Adam from Motorhome Diaries are moving up this summer. And so I know they're going to be here. I imagine they're going to want to come out for that. And uh, so, I mean, it's the springtime, summertime. There's That means uh, new people are going to be showing up here in New Hampshire. Some people show up during the wintertime, but you get a lot of new people during uh, the, the spring and summer for the, for the Free State Project. Uh, again, go to freestateproject.org to learn more. All right, so I think that, uh, that pretty much covers everything that went down this morning. But then something else happened just this afternoon, and Brian Travis is here from the CD Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. And Brian, you're on Free Talk Live here. Uh, what, what happened today? Hey guys, uh, did you talk about uh, uh, the other activist or one of the other activists who was arrested for that Nashville thing, Mike Tyner, Big Mike? 
Uh, no, I have not gotten into uh, Mike's uh, details yet. Uh, Big Mike was okay. uh, was arrested. He was they they tracked him down at his house three weeks uh-huh. after the 420 celebration. Arrested him for so called dis- was it disorderly conduct? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but and and they arrested gone. him at gunpoint. By the way, they pulled guns on him and his uh, his peaceful roommate, and then they locked him away in a jail cell on two hundred dollars bail, uh, which he was supposed to stay in jail for a full month until his uh, trial was scheduled. But something changed today. What happened? Yeah, well, uh, 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 Mike uh, wanted to get out. He, he's got some things to take care of, and he basically uh, essentially doesn't trust that they'll, uh, they'll live up to their promise of having this trial here in a couple of weeks. He's been in, in already for a couple of weeks. And so he wants out. He's, he doesn't think the, the motions are getting filed the way he wants them, so he wants out. So he, uh, he contacted the uh, CD Evolution Fund uh, to see if uh, we could help cover his uh, bail. And so uh, today I went down there to the uh, to the jail where he was and uh the bail is two hundred dollars but they're very careful always to say plus a forty dollar bail commissioner fee and i looked into this a little bit and uh, brad jarvis uh, wrote a, a blog entry on the freaking site uh, last week i guess that uh, that forty dollars is bs that, that they don't have to charge that uh and and there are some reasons for that and so i thought well let's give that a try so I, I did a quick study. I had about an hour uh, to prepare for this, and so I printed out the relevant statutes of the New Hampshire Code. And um, by, by the way, I'm in the tap room right now. We're, we're celebrating Mike's release, so there's motorcycles and things going by. Oh, I couldn't hear anything. Anyway, anyway go ahead. Anyway, the, so so uh, I, I figured I'd give this a try. Well, I'm, I get there at four o'clock, and this is another place that they lied to me. Uh, the when I called at two, the um, the, uh, the guy in the booking department said, "Oh, come by at four. That's right after shift change, and things will go a lot faster then. Well, don't believe it. That's the slowest time of the day, apparently. But, you know, how, how often do I bail somebody out? So I was there for two and a half hours, and he finally came out. But in the interim, uh, the, the bail commissioner shows up, and I, I have my paperwork there. And he says, well, you have $240, right? And I said, well, I have the bail. And then he said, well, uh, they told me you had $240. I said, I told them I have the bail, which is $200. And I said, now, what is this, $40? And he said, well, that's the bail commissioner fee. And I said, you're the bail commissioner? He says, yes, I am. And then I started reading from the statutes. I had all this stuff printed out. And I said, well, you know, no video uh, cameras allowed, by the way, of course, and they had a guy there. Mm. So um, I started reading from the statutes, and, uh, in fact, they don't have to collect the $40. There is a provision in their rules that say that they don't have to collect it. Right, and, and we can get into this here in a moment. Uh, if, you, if you've got time, can you, can you hang on for a bit? Absolutely, sure. All right, more with Brian Travis from cdevolution.org, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, moving the ball forward and helping out those who are willing to disobey and non-cooperate. cdevolution.org. There's more coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL as in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can 
take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Curtis. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Now, all the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Um, and on the website, you will find archives, a lot of them, that go back all the way to the beginning of 2009 in our podcast. You can, of course, get live streams as well. It's all free for you at freetalklive.com. Do you want to know how to give your baby a head start? You can teach your baby to read beginning as early as three months old. Now, that means you start to teach them at three months old. They don't read at three months old. It's easy and fun to do with the Monkey See, Monkey Do Baby Reading Kit. The best part is it's risk-free since they offer a one-year money-back guarantee. You can visit their website for a six-page report on how to have a smarter baby. Order now, and uh, they'll they'll ship it to you right away. They uh, We recently started this program with our son Jack and I can't say enough about it. Um, he loves it. He loves the the flashcards that go with it. Uh, he likes them better than his books. Um, it, it's really working. Babyreadingkit.com Okay, so uh, two lessons to impart so far tonight. Now, people listening might be thinking, well, you guys are talking so much about New Hampshire. Well, there's a lot going on up here uh, that's worth talking about. But lesson number one is if you're thinking about doing activism in New Hampshire, don't try it while you're visiting. We talked about Catherine Bleich and how she was called here for a trial today. She traveled all the way from Texas because she was arrested in New Hampshire while she was visiting during the Liberty Forum for some nonsense. Uh, but she was arrested uh, up here. So she comes up for this trial. They say, oh, we're going to reschedule. We're going to do it on August 2nd. Well, and so now she's got to get, she gets to come all the way back unless she wants to get a failure to appear warrant and then possibly be arrested yeah, the next they, time they, she comes. They absolutely attempted to to screw her, but she's a national um, activist anyway. I mean, that's that's okay, kind of her thing is to go fine, all over. But the lesson here is, yeah. look, she's not going to be happy about this, Mark. And she, I, no, I didn't no, get a she's not. To talk to her this could have the, happened anywhere, though. Is that's I guess the, the point I'm trying to make. She could have been in Texas doing some kind of activism, got arrested, and they would have done something like this to her anyway. Yeah, but, but this, at least then she would live a, in Texas. Texas. Well, my, I, I guess point I should have used here. Texas. She she goes all over doing this at these uh, these uh, I can't remember what she calls. Sure, the sure. And so she should understand this is going to be part and parcel of doing activism. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. What I'm saying is for everybody else who's not Catherine Bleich, mm. if you're looking at uh, moving to New Hampshire and you come up here and you visit and you get all caught up in the excitement because there's a lot it happening. Happens. It happens. There's activism going on. People are getting arrested. Record numbers of people have been arrested. Record numbers were arrested last year. We've already exceeded in the first uh, five months of this year, already exceeded, I think, in total, the number of uh, activists that were arrested last year. So there's a lot happening and it can be infectious. I mean, if you're around people that are willing to uh, to say no and and to be disobedient, it could be infectious in a, in a good, positive way. And it's a good thing to be infected by, but not if you've got to go back to California, you know, the, the next weekend. Uh, so you you want to you be able to be here in New Hampshire. So if something does happen, you don't have to fly halfway across the country or all the way across the country in order to come here and deal with the legal process, which sure. is just arduous and it annoying. It makes perfectly good sense. And that's the reason that police officers look uh, – when they give out tickets, they look for people who are out of state. Why? I mean, they're, they're not going to dispute it. If I, I have a parking ticket here in Keene that I'm disputing, if that parking ticket was in Manchester, New Hampshire – or you know someplace farther, I wouldn't dispute it. I just give them their money. All right. So uh, so that's one lesson. I want to get back to Brian Travis here in a moment. But the other lesson, as we're learning from Brian Travis, is that when bureaucrats tell you things, they aren't necessarily telling you the truth. 
Brian, you're back with us right. from cdevolution.org. And this is a rule that applies across the board. Doesn't matter where you are, even if you're not even in America, whatever the bureaucrats say should be questioned. Uh, and so what you found out, Brian, uh, because, well, one of the bureaucrats uh, turned good and uh, left the side of uh, of the government and moved toward liberty. Uh, his name's Brad Jardis. He's formerly of law enforcement. He's he's now left law enforcement. He's now blogging at freekeen.com. And his first blog post that he ever did revealed that in New Hampshire, when they tell you you've got to pay 40 bucks for the bail commissioner, turns out you don't have to pay it. That's right. And if you look at the at, the, at their statutes, uh, and in fact their statutes have been, when I say there, I mean the New Hampshire government statutes, uh, there, there was a uh, uh, New Hampshire Supreme Court opinion, not a decision, but just an opinion because they thought it was important enough that there was no real case. They cited a bunch of cases. But in fact, that $40 really amounts to extortion. That, that, it, that there, there is no uh, uh, you know, uh, obligation to pay this. Uh, and in fact, if you don't pay it, it is illegal for them to not release you if you pay the, the bail. So, for instance, it was $200 for, to get Mike out today, plus this $40 extortion. Now, uh, I, I talked to the guy. I had all this stuff. We were you know, behind a bulletproof glass, right? And I'm standing there with a telephone trying to balance this thing on my shoulder and read everything. But uh, I said, uh, you know, are, are you an a, a agent of the court? And he said, yes, I had to establish that to go through the rest of it. But basically, we, it got down to the point where he knew, and I knew both, that this thing was extortion, and he didn't have to collect it. And so he finally said, okay, fine. Is that what you want to do? You know, not pay the 40 And I said, well, of course. <laughs> How many people want to pay an extra $40 fee? I mean, who's dying to do that? Especially for a service you're not really looking for. So, so he said, uh, uh, yeah, just put the 200 in the, in the little thing. They have this thing like, you know, the, the cashier or the tellers have at the drive-up window. You know, you put the money in there, and they pull it in there. So he has something written up. Uh, he has something written up. I didn't see what it was, some kind of a form that he was looking at. And he said, you know, are you doing this in, in uh, Mike's name or in, in your name? And I said, in Mike's name, because I didn't want to get into the rest of the details. And so anyway, uh, I, I assume that form was for me. It was a multi-part thing. So I threw the $200 in this thing. He pulls it open he was really mad he pulls it back and then he lowers the curtain between him and me and it's like uh, aren't i supposed to get a receipt for this two dollars in cash i just gave you so that could be another call here later when i when i call and tell you guys that, that we have no account another, for this money another thought is is you're giving the money in mike's name which means that they can keep the money if if there's some kind of fine is because, that what that means because that's mike's money not your money i don't know what it means mike didn't get the i mean mike's we're all having a beer. Um, uh, I don't know what that means. He, he was supposed to get some kind of bail conditions, and they didn't give that to him either. Anyway, he finally got what? up. And they didn't make him hours. sign bail conditions? No, he, he signed nothing. Oh, <laughs> That's sorry, awesome. Hold on, hold on. He did, he did, he did sign something. Uh, I found out after it. I, okay, first of all, this was a victory because this is the first time this has ever happened. In fact, the guy said, I'm, I've been doing this for 40 years, and I've never heard of anybody not paying the money. Of course not. Everybody That's, takes his word for it. Welcome to, welcome to the new world, pal. <laughs> uh, but but uh, uh, so Mike, Mike gets out, and the first thing he says to me as he comes through the door is, oh, man, what did you tell that guy? <laughs> he was pretty pissed. As it turns out, this guy was just beside himself. I mean, he was about to blow a, blow a vessel or something uh, after he talked to me. And, and uh, he, Mike wanted to get out. And so Mike actually signed something that says, I'll pay you later the $40. Oh, no. I just found that out. 
Now, it was a savvy move on his part to let Mike out, but I wish we were able to coordinate this because there is a clear uh, one of their rules in their statutes that says that they cannot keep you if you don't pay this $40. Mm. If you pay the bail and don't pay the $40, that's not reason for them to keep you in there. But Mike just wanted to get the heck out of there and yeah. you know, be done with it. You know, when so I was inside, how that, how that when I was inside Valley Street, I was told by the uh, the other uh, inmates there that they could hold you till midnight that night. So you get there at noon, post bail. If you get there at noon, and you want to post bail. Odds are that guy wasn't going to show up till three or five o'clock anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. told that they could hold you till midnight, release you twelve oh one without breaking any laws. No, the, 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 I, I had all night. Uh, everybody there was about 15 people who showed up. I did a post 411 at 3 o'clock, a little before 3 o'clock, and by 4 o'clock there were 15 people there uh, just, you know, waiting and supporting Mike, supporting this uh, great activist. So, yeah, how long you know, do they want that going on in their lobby, really? I mean, they're going to make you wait for a while, as they typically do, but do they really want you there all night long with your uh, parties and pot smoking and, uh, and everything like that? I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. So I'm glad yeah. to hear that uh, that Big Mike is out. Uh, Brian, thanks for checking in with that uh, story with us tonight. I'll let you get back to the party. Again, Brian Travis from cdevolution.org. That's cdevolution.org. Great place to go and help out the people like Big Mike, people like Curtis that are involved in uh, doing civil disobedience. And we'll definitely have to find out about whether that money is in Mike's name and if that means that we can lose that money or not. Well, 200 bucks, no big deal, but Curtis was like 3000 to get him out. We definitely don't want to lose that. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you want to help support the show, we've got a whole bunch of brand new banners. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com. There's a whole list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations and into more ears on the Internet. And one of those things is by posting a banner on your website. Uh, We've got a a variety of different sizes and You'll find one that will fit. We've got all the standard banner sizes, the towers, the sky, you know, the skyscraper banners, the the width, uh, the 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 the, uh, the long width banners, teeny little banners. So whatever it is that uh, the space you want to fill, it's likely one of our banners will fit. You can go to promote.freetalklive.com and scroll all the way down because there's a whole bunch to choose from. Again, promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue here taking your phone calls uh, about whatever you want. Coming up, the census. We've got an update on the census. In fact, I just had a census bureaucrat visit me uh, tonight. So we can talk about that. But also, apparently their computer system is broken. That's a shocker, huh? Government agency that's got a broken computer system. Uh, Let's go first, though, to TJ in Florida. TJ, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Curtis and Mark. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Appreciate it. TJ. Um, I, I listened to your program uh, via podcasting, so I, I didn't get a chance to complete uh, Saturday's podcast, but the large portion of the show was, was based on uh, immigration. Yeah, the, I'd say almost all of it was. Yeah, just about. Uh, one thing that I've noticed uh, that people are forgetting, uh, these people who, um, you know, want to tout, you know, we're a nation of laws, you know, 
what they're forgetting is that the Constitution that the federal government, uh, the federal, you know, United States government touts is supposed to use as their playbook. Uh, Article One, Section Eight of that um, basically states that the federal government only has the power to um, manipulate the laws regarding naturalization. Um, naturalization is actually the process of becoming a citizen, a so-called citizen mm-hmm. of the United States. Uh, it's not actually immigration. Uh, immigration is actually being here. Uh, that's left up to the states. Um, now, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to stop you here. This is an argument that uh, Gardner Goldsmith makes, and it may very well be true in that um, it. Uh, you know, there's um, like the, the very, very good scholars of the uh, of the Constitution may be, able to, may be able to figure this out. Of course, there's plenty of them that will disagree. However, there is a portion of the Constitution um, that I, I think it's intended to regulate uh, slavery, but it does use the term migration in it. And it says the federal government after the year like 1812 or 1816 or 1806 or something like that will have the right to regulate migration. And to me. That means people coming into the country. Now, this document that you're referring to, the Constitution, this is one of the reasons I don't like it. Because so many people can uh, interpret it any way they wish. It's weak to stand on the Constitution. And secondly... The um the it doesn't matter what you and I think. The Constitution doesn't say in it we this this document was written in plain English so that uh, the average person can read it and interpret it. It says, or um, at least it's interpreted at this point to mean that only nine guys in dresses. I think there might be two uh, women on the uh, um, Supreme Court at this point get to interpret it. So it doesn't matter what you and I say. Right, right. The, yeah, I mean the, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Uh, the Constitution doesn't matter. It's been a dead letter. You know, well, since everybody who signed it died, I mean, so uh, we understand that. It's just it, it's funny to see them fall back onto this where nation of laws when they clearly violate their own laws time and time again. I mean, how much proof do you need that <laughs> this is a dead letter? Apparently, you and need a lot of damn proof because people just aren't paying attention. You know, they, they, if you if they are paying attention and they're pointed uh, out some of the proof about how the government doesn't care about its own rules, then well, they'll just say things like, "Well, we need to elect the right people." Yeah, it, it's just frustrating to keep hearing the, the same uninformed. One uninformed, and then two, they just people just want to keep their head in the sand, and they, they're yeah. That's so why I left Florida. Speak. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Well, that's all that I had on my Thanks, mind. Thanks, so TJ. To, uh, Appreciate the call tonight. Eight hundred two five. Yep. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Andrew is on the line in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Andrew. Yes. Hey. Um, so I haven't actually sent my census thing yet, but, um, part of the reason is because just on the front of the envelope, where it wants me to send it to is to the 2010 census data capture center, which in the first place doesn't seem like somewhere I want to send my information. And then, uh, in the second place, um, if you look at question eight on it, it says, uh, (laughs) well, in the first place, it has all these questions like, what is person one's sex? What is person one's age? And what is person one's date of birth? You know, mm-hmm. uh, but question eight says, is person one of Hispanic, Latino or Spanish origin? And then question nine says, what is person one's race? Yeah, I found and that pretty curious in, myself. In the, in the first place, why are we singling Hispanics, Latinos and Spanish origin uh, people out yet? You know, my family is of Spanish origin. So what? 
I agree. It well, seemed very strange to me. They um, here's one of the reasons is that um, basically, like people from Cuba, for instance, will um, often identify themselves as white if given the choice. Identify yourself as uh, you know black, white, or other, um, and you know, they want to know. Uh, is this uh, you know is this a Hispanic thing? There's there's health issues that go with uh, being but Hispanic. It's not black, white, or other. It's black. No, there's lots white, of there's lots of, of other choices. But many people, you know, I, I, it's difficult to decide. And what they're trying to do is not only decide what people's no, race are, is to it. decide where they come from. I it think they want to know where Hispanics are so they can go around and check their uh, so-called citizenship. <laughs> no, that's what you think. They uh, did it with the Japanese in World War II. They rounded them up with that information. I don't know that that's proof for what's happening now. I think they're going to do some reverse discrimination. All people of Spanish descent are now going to be worth one in five-eighths of vote. Person? Congratulations. <laughs> Andrew, yeah. further thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I just think, you know, if they, like, he came to your house, did you give him uh, any information, or did you just say you weren't participating? Or <laughs> you know, you I, I gave that? him, and maybe I can play the audio here in a little bit. I uh, it's very short. The encounter only lasted about a minute, and I he was being so nice. Uh, I, I I did tell him what my first name was because he told me his first name, and okay. uh, and I, I I had originally intended to ask some questions, but again, you know, these are just the low level bureaucrats. They don't really have any answers, yeah. and I didn't want. He was being nice. I didn't want to uh, you know to take any. To to take anything to the next level, so it was it was a fairly friendly encounter, and uh, Mark was here for it. So. Yeah, I'd like to. I, I don't think that there is a a liberty action, a proper liberty action, a, a an orthodox liberty action for when the Census Bureau worker comes to the door. I don't think giving them all the information um, that that you wish to give them is somehow outside of the realm of of you know doing the liberty libertarian thing i don't think refusing to give them you know uh, the information makes you a good liberty i don't think there's any good particular action i think that this is just an interaction with a government bureaucrat and you should react the way you wish to react I, you if know, a government bureaucrat's going to be nasty then they would if he would have been nasty he would have gotten some questions from me right uh, if you invite them in and tell them that uh, you know there's there's 24 eskimos that live at this house and uh, <laughs> you know I, I, that's fine if you uh, say okay you come in i'll ask you the same questions you ask Ask me, and I'm going to write them down too. I mean, that's got to be disturbing. Yeah, there are a lot of different approaches that people could yeah. take with this, and I think it'd be kind of fun to have people take whatever approach they think is uh, take whatever approach they think is right. But make a point of recording it. That way, everybody can put their uh, their census experiences online on you know YouTube or something like that, and then other people can view them and and see what different techniques uh, resulted in in what you know types of bureaucrats they were dealing with. And I think it'd be very uh, enlightening. At least it'd be okay, fun. Okay, so um, in the case that, uh, say, he comes to the door, do I have to be like, hey, you know, is it okay if I record this? Or well, um, you don't have to ask it? if it's okay. I mean, right. this guy yeah. did not want me recording it. In fact, that was one of the things that uh, turned him right well, did, around. Were you recording it right out in the open, like, hey, I'm recording this? Plain as day, or I think that's, that's what I was. I doing. think that's important. If you're hiding the fact that you're recording it, um, then then you might be open to some kind of legal issues, depending on where you are. Right, I got you. Okay. But then again, he is so in just public. Just on my phone, go to the record thing, and just say, "I'll talk to you while I'm recording it." <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I always like to tell them they're being recorded because it will change their behavior typically. Um, and you know, like, I, like Mark says, there could be legal issues depending on if they the have an different... expectation of privacy, and one yeah. might expect that they're not being recorded. It you know, it's not total privacy; it's a type of privacy, and the type of but privacy they are in public. So it, they it are might on be my doorstep. Yeah, it might be something right. that uh, that you could get away with and possibly win that case, but it just depends on whether or not you yeah. want to. to and go you have up and... twenty thousand dollars to fight that. Yeah, yeah. 
Just get a little right. recording that says every time you interact with someone in a real monotonous, boring tone. Uh, for quality control purposes, this this interaction may be recorded. <laughs> or you can put a little sign on your door that says, uh, you know, this yes. th- these premises uh, video video recorded. Or Absolutely, you could do either of those things. And so, let us know what happens out there. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. But yeah, I had my uh, video. I've been I've had my video camera on charge for months, knowing that this day would come, and so I was totally ready. Uh, all right, 800-259-9231. Hour number two is coming up. The census computer system, it's kind of broken. We'll tell you more about it here in a little bit. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. Whether it's sweet potatoes on Thanksgiving or burgers on the 4th of July, kids associate certain foods with certain occasions. Family traditions are important to them, so when planning your holiday or birthday menu, keep in mind what they like most and invite the kids to cook up a new food tradition. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com site actually allows you to control the content to some extent of this uh, radio program, at least influence it. You can go and vote up and vote down uh, different stories and news items and uh, blog posts and videos that our other listeners post to the site. You can also post your own suggest show suggestions to the site, and then other listeners can vote up or vote down on your suggestions as well. And the most popular ones make it to the top of freetalklive.com. Uh, joining you tonight, it is Ian here. And Curtis. And Mark. And uh, again, you can join us on our phone lines at 800-259-9231. We're going to talk about the census here in a little more detail because, well, they're starting to come around. The census people, I think for the last week or so in uh, various different parts of this country, have been uh, going door to door and asking people, trying to get, trying to garner information from those who have decided many cases on purpose, some I'm sure by accident, that they don't want to participate in the census. As I do not. I am not interested in even revealing the so-called constitutional uh, question of how many people are in the household. Why is that? Well, it's because I didn't sign the Constitution. I'm not, I don't want to have anything to do with the federal government. I don't want to participate. I, I want to withdraw myself as much as possible from interactions with and paying taxes to the people calling themselves the federal government for a variety of reasons. The number one being that, uh, well, they're a violent organization and I don't, uh, I don't want to associate with or support a violent organization. And so I will not cooperate with that violent organization. And I know I'm not the only one. Uh, Mark, you never even received a census because you don't have a mailbox on your house. That's correct. And they haven't sent someone around to your house uh, on foot yet, right? Well, not you know yet. Of? I mean, it's 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 relatively early here for that to be happening. It right? is. It is. Uh, Curtis, any uh, census action out your way? Uh, nothing to report. No, did they send you a form? Uh, I declined to comment. You de- wow. Okay. Being extra uh, private there. Uh, so 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll talk about how their computer system is 
a little on the broken side here in a moment, and I think I will be able to play back the interaction that I had with the census guy here uh, a few moments ago. Actually, they just came by tonight. But first, let's go to Scott listening in Minnesota. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Curtis and Mark. Hi, Ian. Um, Scott, what's on your mind tonight? Well, what you said about the Bilderberg Group is right. I mean, what did I say about them? Um, that they're not all on the same page about how to run the world. And I've been reading a book by one of the people who've gone to a Bilderberg meeting, uh, George Soros, about other people who've been to Bilderberg meetings called the uh, Bubble of American Supremacy. It's about the Bush Doctrine. And he's a big advocate of open society. Have you ever heard of that? What's open society? That can't be good. Um, it's I don't know, I it's like basically um, an open society holds itself open to improvements. Okay. That he, he does say that like markets are good to enable people to pursue their private interests, but... For some reason, he thinks that markets can't take a care of common interests, which I don't think is true. Well, it's it's a relatively common thought that uh, that free markets won't come up with free parks for people to play in. Free markets won't uh, come up with uh, things like roads that everybody uses, you know, because these these are things that people you know wouldn't necessarily want to pay for if they didn't have to. So I see where you're coming from, though. You're you're basically backing up what I was saying, and what I was really saying was kind of a broader picture. Uh, some of the people that call in and they like to to drop this Bilderberg concept. Uh, what I wanted to point out was that Bilderberg certainly exists. You know, there are a group of uh, elites that meet on a regular basis uh, at some hotel and some place that they choose, some you know posh hotel. And who knows what it is they talk about in there, but uh, some of the conspiracy crowd wants to make it out to be like, these are the people that are trying to control the world. And maybe it's true, you know, maybe that is true, but they're not the only ones that are power seekers. There are power seekers all across the world, and I'm sure they have a variety of different names for their uh, power seeker clubs that they attend. My money's on China. What, what, your money uh, as far as people that want to control the world? Yeah, we've been people that'll, that'll take it over, if you know. We, I'm ready to bow down to my Chinese overlords. <laughs> We've been told that there actually is an, uh, you know, sort of Southeast Asia Bilderberg group out there that's in competition with uh, with this one. Mm, yeah, and I, I don't know that, that I believe or disbelieve. I don't know any of this stuff. Do I think there are people all over the world that want to control people, and uh, one of the best ways to do that is is through um, you know large governments and banking systems. Scott, I want to thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The the big issue I have with, uh, and I'm not saying Scott was doing this at all, but the people that tend to uh, promulgate the Bilderberg concept, uh, they're the more conspiracy theorist crowd that is out there talking about these these ruling elites. They want to kill 80% of the world's population. Right. They can take what, um, what, what actually is happening and make it sound so cockamamie that no, nobody will believe it. Right, and I think the but the most important thing is that uh, to not focus on that stuff because when you focus on how big and influential these people are and how powerful they are, it makes uh, to me at least it feels like a defeatist message. It feels like a message that says there is no hope. 
they're going to kill 80% of the world's population. These are the, the ruling elites. They have all their puppets, the you know Barack Obamas and George Bushes of the world. They have all of them at their disposal and all of the police agents and their evil mind control. I mean, it just goes off into the realm of, of insanity and paranoia and to the realm of defeatism, which I think is a very unhealthy place to be. The idea that, well, we can't succeed at this because they've got so much more power. They've got all the money. They've got the banks. We can't possibly win. That's the message that I hear from the conspiracy crowd. Yeah, it may not be the way that everybody feels, but that that path leads to a cabin in the woods. Exactly. And that's not going to lead you to freedom necessarily. So I think that if what you want is liberty, then you have to change your mindset to be positive. And I can understand why it'd be easy to be negative if you aren't here in New Hampshire because, well, you're you're just honestly not surrounded by like-minded, liberty-oriented people who can back you up. That's how it was for me. Uh, who can physically back you up to come out to court to help you, uh, to, to go out and, and do uh, activism with you, to get out and volunteer in the community with you. It's a, there's a real community here, and so there's, the, there's a positive feeling that is so prevalent, I think, up here in this movement that never was. I mean, Curtis, you came from, uh, from elsewhere down south. What, was, what were things like down there compared to what you've experienced here in the last year or so? Um. The most activity that went on would be the the monthly meeting. Just getting people to show up for the monthly meeting was a a huge. And what meeting was it? what meeting was this? Uh, the local started out as a Ron Paul meetup group, mm-hmm. and it murder you know evolved into a uh, campaign for liberty meetup group and uh, a Republican Liberty Caucus meeting group. So you're talking about a relatively new group in general, right? I mean, was there anything before the Ron Paul meetup? Not that you I was of? involved in. I mean, there was a yeah. local Libertarian Party that's going on, and, and uh, I guess some of these people might have been involved in the Republican Party before. But So I think it's changing that mindset from, well, we're trying our hardest to not lose too hard, uh, to we can win this, and we can be free, and all it takes is action on your part. Going and hiding in mom's basement or building a bunker somewhere in the woods isn't going to achieve freedom. Uh, maybe you can avoid the state for a little while, but eventually they're going to do their best to uh, to catch up to you. And so if at least you're together with other people when they do come, then you've got other people on uh, on your side. And I think getting away from a defeatist message is so important because who's going to want to join a group of people that say, oh, the world's going to explode. People are, you know, the, the, the elites, uh, they're trying to kill everybody. Who wants to join that movement? Who wants to, uh, you know, go out and do things uh, and, and spread that message? Doesn't do anything for me. No, it doesn't do anything for me e- uh, either. And so... I think the important message is to get together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people and to, uh, to believe that you can make a difference and then work towards that. If that means working within the system, fine. Have fun at that. There's a lot of opportunity here for that here in, in New Hampshire. If that means doing civil disobedience. A lot of opportunity that's working, too. There's a lot of opportunity for that here as well. And there's just so much you can create your own media, etc. Anyway, 800-259-9231. I think Michelle Seven is on the line. We're going to talk to her here in uh, in a moment. She is uh, quite the firebrand uh, lady for Liberty. We'll talk to her in a bit. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Also, if you've got a census story you want to share as the census bureaucrats are beginning to hit the streets, we'd love to hear from you as to what your experience has been. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. 
We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll free at 800 259 9231. SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. A lot of the features there, in fact, all of the features are totally free. So enjoy those, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. WIKI wiki.freetalklive.com. And we uh, continue here with your phone calls in moments. Yeah, it's Mother's Day uh, showing up. And you can show mom that uh, your love by giving her the very best. George's famous baklava. It's uh, melt-in-your-mouth. It's got 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. Um, it's made with walnuts, and all the ingredients are premium, pre- premium and natural to ensure only the best taste. It's shipped in a special container, Priority Mail, so it gets to you fresh and delicious. You can order at mandrick.com. That's M-A-N-D-R-I-K. There's no C in Mandrick. Mandrick.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We continue taking your phone calls. Coming up, uh, more on the census. Michelle is in Tennessee. Is this Michelle 7? Hey, Ian. How are you? Hey, Michelle. Doing well. Of course, Curtis and uh, Mark are on the show uh, tonight also. And uh, welcome back to Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Thanks. I can see you guys in the studio cam. looks awesome. Yeah, you like the new lighting that we have in here? You can see Curtis, our third third person. You can uh, see much better now. Well, yeah, and the other day I tried watching, and it was just going in and out, but it's been a steady stream the whole time. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. I did uh, work on it last week. I tweaked uh, tweaked it a little bit, and so I'm glad to hear it's working. Well, let us know. We'll, uh, we'll get a refund to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, actually Taryn suggested that I call in to you guys about uh, something that I had posted regarding a Facebook friend of mine named Richard Shu, who is um, someone who comments often on my posts and things. And on April 21st, he was apprehended from his home uh, by state and local police who were acting on behalf of the FBI. And um, although he was not charged nor actually arrested for anything, he was taken to uh, a psychiatric ward where he's been held since then. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, what, what, did, what did he say? What happened? I mean, we need, <laughs> we need more information. They've got somebody locked up without a due process or, you know, uh, without giving them the opportunity to leave, no charges, no, what's going on? Right. Well, yeah, did you like that shock effect little statement I made there? Yeah, well, it's, um, it's great. <laughs> it was as a result of a Facebook post okay. he made. What was it like? I'm going to kill somebody. I mean, what did he? Uh, what did he post? Well, okay. To, to, to clarify something about Richard, he has a very he's a, a high functioning autistic, but he's he's and occasionally he'll say things that, you know, I wouldn't really say. But he is uh, he's conservative, and I, although he identifies with libertarians in everything other than um, he doesn't believe in keeping prostitution and hard drugs. He doesn't believe in making those two things legal, but he identifies with libertarians on everything else. Okay. And what he said was after uh, someone had posted something um, regarding sovereign citizens 
the FBI with the website uh, reporting neighbors who you suspect of being sovereign citizens, he came back and said, you know, they should have their souls devoured. Is well, that the FBI should have their souls devoured yeah. or the sovereign, sovereign citizens. citizens should have their... No, 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 I'm sorry, that the FBI should. Okay. Which I don't think that that's actually a direct threat. No, no, it's, no, it's no, weird, no. Um, but I, you know, only bail can do that. Okay. Well, <laughs> only bail? Bail is some... Uh, like, like a demon oh, or something? Ba- yes, bail, okay. B-A-A-L. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Isn't that B-A apostrophe A-L? It might very well be. I don't yeah. know. I, 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 I don't write uh, Philistine. Curtis, what's with the uh, the sighing over here, the audible sighing? Let's get back on topic here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keeping us on task. Curtis, cool cat in the back. Okay. Um, so in any case, he was um, apprehended, and in the process, he asked for a warrant. And this dozen or so, uh, this group of a dozen or so local and police officers acting on behalf a dozen of the FBI. Police officers. That's a lot of cops. Right. For a guy with a Facebook post. Right. But, but the thing that bothered me about just that little part there is that why are the local and state officials acting on behalf of the FBI? I would guess they're getting money from the, uh, the feds. Yes, but I think there's a conflict there. When they're supposed to be representing states' rights, they don't see they don't, they, they don't see a conflict. Don't worry. No, they they take the uh, they take the money. The feds basically come to them and they say, "Hey, we've got all this homeland security money. Don't you want it from us?" Oh yeah, yeah, we could really use that money. So they they take the money and then they take whatever it is that comes along with it, which are all the strings that are attached. Which means that when the feds want them to do something, they do it. Well, from Richard's perspective, he thought that they needed a warrant to you know ask him questions and come into his home, and and when he asked for one. They thought that he was um, being violent in his request, and so they tased him three times in his chest oh and caused, caused his heart to stop. So he, um, while waiting for the ambulance, they resuscitated him, and while waiting for the ambulance um, to come, a TV crew uh, started heading down the street, and the um, police No, wait a minute. How did the TV crew, was it this coincidence, or did they hear something on the police scanner? I, I honestly don't know. Probably the latter. They do. Uh, news organizations do tend to have police scanners on, and if the cops were just using their open uh, two ways to communicate about this, that's probably how they got the heads up. Anyway, continue the story. Well, in any case, so they rather than wait for the assistance of the uh, uh, ambulance um, and the EMTs, they went ahead and put him into the back of the police car, and they took him um, to a local psych ward, and where his alleged threats. The FBI were logged into his medical record, and he was evaluated to be paranoid and suspicious. And as I said, oh he's gosh. been kept there ever since. Now, no charges have been made, and no actual arrest was was done. Wow. And, and when did this happen, Michelle? April 21st. Now, so it's been well over a week. I think it bears uh, mentioning that this is how it was done in the Soviet Union, too. They'd pick somebody up. They'd say that they were crazy. They'd yeah. ship them off to a gulag. It's I mean, for your own good. How could, you be cra- how could you not be crazy when the government is here to help you? Correct. <laughs> well, that's one of the most chilling stories I've heard uh, this year, Michelle. What can be done about this? Well, let me just tell you this next little part because I think this, it even gets worse because oh um, when he went to court, uh, the state's case was presented by his... He went to court, but there's no charges? Is it like crazy Correct. court? Uh, well, it was a hearing of some sort, right? Um, it was a hearing of some sort, but huh. um, the uh, the state's case was presented by his own psychiatrist 
who are not only um, allowed, but they're required to disclose everything he tells them about the case, despite the fact that they're his own psychiatrists that are, are treating him um, for, not treating him, but because he is a... Uh, uh, ward of the state or whatever? He's not a ward of the state. He actually, he lives with his mom, but he, um, because he's, you know, somewhat autistic or whatever um, and has they are calling that a mental illness in his case. So wait a minute. Let me make sure I'm clear on this, Michelle. You're saying that they called in his psychiatrist to testify about him on what was supposedly confidential matters between him and the psychiatrist? That's my understanding from the letter that I received from his sister. Yeah. All right. Um, I hope there's something that can be done here. Can you hang on and tell us more? Sure. All right. More with Michelle Seven here in moments. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is... It's pretty scary, man. And who's to say that they just won't come after you if you post something they don't like on Facebook? 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Yet another reason to get around people who care. Luckily, he's got Michelle Seven down there who apparently knows him and and cares about him. We'll see if there's any way we can help out uh, or you can help out here in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there, so do enjoy them on us. They include live streams. We've got a broadband version and a dial-up version of the program, plus our webcam is there as well, and listen lines. That will allow you to call in and from any phone that can dial long distance, listen into Free Talk Live 24 hours a day. And, of course, our streams are also available 24, uh, 24-7. All of it is uh, there at listen.freetalklive.com, and it's free. Again, listen.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free website builder tools and templates, whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website they've they're the experts and they can help you with their tools and templates use coupon code ftl that's ftl is in free talk live and sign up at hostgator.com get your first month completely free code ftl hostgator.com all right 800-259-9231 as we continue here we've got michelle seven with us in tennessee and michelle uh you are a participant in the free state project is that right i am i signed up i think uh just over four years ago and i I'm hoping that I'm going to move there at the end of July. Ooh, that's exciting. So, uh, but, but we're talking about what's going on right now uh, with you in Tennessee. You know somebody, and is, does he live there in your vicinity? No, and I just know him from Facebook, actually. Oh, okay, I got you. So, uh, so just somebody you know from Facebook posted something on his Facebook about uh, eating souls and, <laughs> uh, of, of federal bureaucrats. And they didn't like that very much. They sent you said about a dozen cops to uh, to go and essentially kidnap him because apparently he hasn't been charged with anything, at least not to your knowledge. Uh, but yet they've locked him up in some sort of a crazy house. 
And Mark, you were saying this is exactly what they did in uh, was it Russia? The Soviet Union. Yeah, the, the Soviet Union. Uh, so pretty pretty scary stuff here so far. Now, is there anything that can be done, Michelle, about, about this? Now, so I, my understanding that this guy maybe has rubbed some people the wrong way and uh, online, and, and but still, even if he isn't the uh, the, the easiest personality to get, uh, you know, or to to uh, to enjoy, no one deserves to have this happen to them. Um, so, is there anything that you can think of that can be done? You know, at this point, I'm in contact with his sister, but um, they were going to have a, uh, well, let me just, I don't know at this point, but let me just um, clarify something. I did say that there was not a warrant, and that's true. What they have in place of a warrant is what they're calling a pink sheet, which I think might be a, I think it's called a 5250, where you can be, anyone can be taken if they pose a threat to themselves or to other people and held for 72 hours, yep. and then that can be repeated and repeated. But in any case, this isn't 72 hours. This it's is a um, week, a week and a half, right? Well, actually, the the uh, uh, the they're seeking six months, and the judge, oh. right? And the judge uh, ruled on April 30th for a compromise between the six months um, commitment sought by the state and the release sought by the advocate, and they're going to give him 30 days of treatment, quote unquote and another hearing at the end of the month. But he has lost his right to determine his own men- mental health care, as well as his right to due process. It's been deemed irrelevant. It's crazy. It, it is, it's just so crazy. And, and no, like you say, you don't know what to do in a situation like this. You're not even, I thought that maybe you were physically uh, nearby the, the location. That's not even the case. Um, wow, that's, uh, that's a, a final insult to the whole thing. His uh, mother was um, given the... Uh, the bill for his hospitalization that he um, had to he incurred as a result of the taser uh, shock that they gave him. Sweet. Wow. Yeah. So he, they they killed him with a taser shot, brought him back, and um, then then she gets the bill. Correct. Nice. It's kind of like China where they send uh, send the family the bill for the bullet. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's bad enough uh, here in New Hampshire when we've got one of our friends in jail. It's bad enough dealing with that situation. We have an activist network here, and of course, things are in, still in the initial stages. There's a lot that's going to be coming down the road that I know that none of no one has really thought of yet because we just need to get the minds together, the liberty-oriented people together to start brainstorming how we can help people that are in jail. But there are some things that have come up. We've got mail to jail, uh, mail hyphen two hyphen jail dot com that allows people to write people that are in jail. They're actually all across the country, but focusing. Uh, uh, in New Hampshire, uh, that that's one thing, and then of course doing jail outreach and jail uh, parties and protests and things like that to, to you know keep the pressure on the uh, the jailers, the bureaucrats that are doing these jobs to have them do the right thing. Eventually, that's something else that happens up here. And uh, but it, well, also what, the Civil Disobedience uh, Evolution Fund. I'm pretty keen mm, on that one. Yes, cdevolution.org. We had Brian Travis on from there uh, earlier uh, in the, uh, the the show tonight. Great, uh, and, and again, another innovation that came about of because activists have gotten together and they've brainstormed and they've come up with the, uh, these ideas that are really great and they're they're helping us move toward a, a more uh, peaceful society. Well, that one was actually thought of by a guy who's outside the area for the area, and it, you know, it, it's definitely worked. But it was inspired by the yeah. activism that uh, sure. that was happening here. But of course, if you're if you're dealing with somebody, uh, and and this guy is, uh, you said he was autistic. He's a high functioning autistic, and and you know you would never know. He's if you were to read the threads that are in the uh, comments on his threads and things, you'd say, okay, he's a little eccentric. But last I heard, you know, eccentricity wasn't uh, a crime. 
I still think that uh, and Curtis mentioned something off the air. I guess he's uh, turned a lot of people off from some of the things he said on Facebook. And I think that there's something to be said for the social interactions here. The, the, the social interactions between the activists are very important. So we see a lot of socializing going on. There are uh, regular get-togethers for things like karaoke and, uh, and just hanging out and enjoying each other's company and getting to know one another. But if you start burning bridges, if you start uh, you know, uh, getting people upset beyond just the regular maybe heated conversation on an issue that might come up, uh, then you you are to some extent going to alienate people, and they'd be less likely to want to help you uh, if you do get into some trouble. And do you think that'll be a factor here? Well, I speak from personal experience. My brother was arrested um, a few years ago, and and with two felony counts of a threat against a public official that came under the Homeland Security, and um, those two felonies stuck. He was kept in Orange County Jail in California for seven months and, and wow. uh, force-fed psychotropic drugs, and they destroyed his mind. And um, that was because he accused a uh, Sheriff Mike Corona of being a pedophile. Well, <clears throat> five months after his release, it was found to be true, oh. as well as that he was a money launderer, and et cetera, and he is now serving five years in federal prison, but those... The beatings that my brother received in, in jail, wow. the $50,000 I used to post bail, and all that, um, yeah. as well as the seven months of his life, can't the get that destruction back. of his mind, can't be, can't be returned to him. So as far as alienating people, I mean, my brother was a little weird. but um, And so, yes, I absolutely agree that if you alienate people, then you're a sitting duck and it's easy to peg you off. So the solution is to come to New Hampshire, right? Join the Free State Project. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you, I guess, uh, sometime. Are you coming up for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, right? I am. I'm going to come in a couple of weeks and look for a place to live, and then I'll be at the Pork Fest. Oh, that's exciting. Well, make sure you stop by Keene and uh, take a look around out here because we've got a really great uh, activist network, as you know. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Good Michelle. You. See you later on. Uh, 800-259-9231. Hey, we've got to get a picture of Michelle for the Shrine of Female Listeners. I don't think she's up there yet. Maybe a video validation. A video validation would be fine as well. We can accept uh, both photos and videos from our lady listeners, and then we'll put you up over at shrine.freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, coming up later tonight, Curtis, you're going to stay in. We're going to do, uh, after the radio show is over, we're going to do an extended edition, internet only, and we're going to focus on the Porcupine Freedom Festival, as you are one of the uh, the primary organizers of the event. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up here after hour number three of the radio show. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Just, a, just another tragic story. And, and I hope it's not the beginning of a long line of, uh, of tragic stories of people being abducted for saying things that the government people don't like. I mean, that's essentially what we're talking about here. I don't think that's the beginning. You, don't, you think it's been going on? I'm sure. Just know the word's not getting out because, you know, you, you snatch somebody up. Only a few people know about it. They don't know how to get the word out, that kind of thing. It's probably as old as government. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, Census. We'll talk about their computer system and how it's not exactly, uh, well, working too well. Uh, we'll get to the details, and you can call in about anything. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. If you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. By becoming an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month, we'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board. In fact, I just confirmed with the new station today, I might as well announce it here. Uh, we'll, we'll give them the official announcement in a couple of weeks, but uh, we got a new station in uh, actually Wisconsin, our very first Wisconsin station, Neat. which is cool. Yeah, Janesville is uh, the place, it's WCLO, but they're not listening tonight, so we'll say hello to them again uh, when they're back on because they're on for Saturdays. But it's our listeners that are contributing three bucks a month to the Free Talk Live AMP program to help advertise, market, and promote this show that helps make that possible. So thank you to all of our Free Talk Live amplifiers. Thanks to everybody that listens and supports the show in whatever way they can. But the uh, that ad, that budget from the AMP program goes right back into the show and helps us get the ideas of freedom into more ears, both on the radio and online. So you can go and get all the details on how it works. You'll also learn about the perks that you get, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only chat room, and more, all at amp.freetalklive.com. Take the Startpage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use Startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine. Experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. As a matter of fact, every one of the search results has a proxy link beneath it, and you can have complete privacy by going to that website through that proxy link. Normally, you have to pay for that on the Internet. You can start the seven-day challenge today at Startpage.com. All right, 800-259-9231. As we continue here, uh, you can take control of the airwaves. The census story is from Los Angeles, the AP, reporting. And by the way, Mark, this is about your favorite government office. Oh, the GAO? Yeah, yeah. They're they're probably one of the better uh, federal government uh, bureaucracies. But it's not like they actually do anything besides expose the uh, the corruption of their own of their own agencies. Basically, the the GAO, Government Accountability Office, is yeah, f- on the scale of government agencies, yeah, fairly useful in that they 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 actually do fi- uncover a bunch of waste and fraud. Not that it's very difficult, I don't think. And not uh, that they're listened to. That's just it. They uh, they've been uncovering waste and fraud forever, but no one's actually ever held accountable uh, that uh, that I've ever uh, ever been able to see. But still entertaining to learn these things uh, from the Associated Press. A computer system that the Census Bureau needs to manage its door to door count of the U.S. population remain buggy and prone to crash. Uh, prone to crashing a day before enumerators were set to begin their work, say government officials. The Bureau's paper-based operations control system, well, that's a mouthful, didn't function reliably in tests, and despite hardware and software upgrades, may not be able to perform as needed under full operational loads. Now, before I go on here, the census is every 10 years. Didn't they have 10 years to get this right? You would have thought. I mean, 10 years and... However much budget they want, right? I mean, they can pretty much throw as much money at designing a software, uh, customized software system as they as they want to here. And, uh, you know, in the midst of the census, it's still not working. You still can't get it operating correctly. So despite upgrades, despite hardware, despite software upgrades, uh, according to the GAO Strategic Issues Director, Robert Goldenkoff, he said so far it's not as stable as it needs to be. 
said that before a congressional hearing on the census, the paper-based system's hasty design began in early 2008, after the Census Bureau scrapped plans to use a handheld computer method that ended up costing more than $700 million, but didn't operate adequately. What a surprise. The, the government spent $700 million on a, a little palm-counting system for their census people. And threw and it away. And couldn't count. Yeah, and they, did, they scrapped it. The system that will generate... I mean, like, you would, if I wrote this stuff, nobody would believe me. They'd say, oh, you're making this stuff up. You, you, just, you, you always say the government fails at everything, comes in over budget. Well, there has yeah. to be something they've done right and come in a, at budget. Well, even the budget is figuring in how incompetent the government is. Heck, Mark, for, for $1 million, I could hire you and tell you to go spend all your time learning how to program and have you write the software. Yes. I mean, and you don't even know how to do anything right. on the computer. You could, take, you, could just, you could pay one guy who doesn't know anything about it, and for a million bucks, he'll sit down, figure it out, and write it. At the very least, there are plenty of programmers out there. I mean, we've got a fairly uh, large techie uh, portion of our audience on our internet, as far as our internet listeners are concerned. And I know they're out there just saying, oh my god, I could have done this for you know a, a, a few million bucks. Give me the right team. Uh, put me to work. I could nail this thing uh, but for whatever reason and and i imagine they probably hired you know it whizzes right the, they probably s- looked at these people's resumes and they said we'll take these guys they hired them in but for whatever reason when you become a bureaucrat something happens i mean it, it reminds me of the uh, the fbi story we had a while back where just a few as of a few years ago the fbi wasn't even converted to email yet and email is a 90s technology and they'd spend hundreds they'd spend i think it was like 170 million dollars trying to get email working for the FBI and they had to keep going through different IT guys they'd bring an IT guy in he they, for whatever reason it wouldn't work out they'd bring another guy another guy in i mean it's not like the money isn't there 700 million dollars and who knows what this other system costs let's continue the system will generate assignments for the roughly 635 enumerators hired to visit about 48 million homes. I met one of them today uh, to tally people who didn't return their census forms by mail. Instead of getting instructions from the cell phone like handheld machines, enumerators will asse- receive assignments on printouts. So instead of going to you know the 21st century technology of having some sort of handheld uh, data device, they're going back to paper. Because, you know, that's what government knows best. They know how to shuffle some paperwork. Uh, according to the story here, instead of getting the, uh, excuse me, returning to paper-based method boosted the cost of the census by about $3 billion that using the handheld computers was supposed to have saved. So first they spent $700 million trying to design the, seven, uh, the, uh, the, the handheld computer system, scrap that, decide to go back to uh, paper, increase the cost by $3 billion, and then on top of that, they still have to design the system for, uh, for dealing with the, uh, the papers. Census Director Robert Groves, who stressed during the hearing that he had raised repeated concerns about the computer system's readiness in past testimony, said the Bureau has backup systems in place to deal with technical glitches. He said after the hearing, we'll get the census done with this system. The question is, will everyone be smiling when it's done? Groves said the problems could slow down the count, prompting the Bureau to spend more on staff in order to finish its work. He said the additional staffers would not force the Bureau to exceed its budget for the 2010 count, however. Groves also said the glitches could cause delays in the Bureau's efforts to track its progress toward finishing the count. So they won't even know when they're going to be done, apparently, because of these bugs. But he's sure they will be done. 
Uh, aside from the computer system, the GAO said the Census Bureau was well positioned to complete the door-to-door count, which begins Saturday, meaning this past Saturday. Uh, GAO noted that more than 63% of the country's households had returned their forms by mail. Okay, that's more than, because apparently it was 34% a few weeks back. I guess a lot more people have done it since then. Well within the Bureau's target range, and the Bureau appeared to have hired enough enumerators to complete the at-home visits. So, uh, government fails, and therefore it spends more. This is, again, another common theme that you'll find amongst government bureaucracy, whether it's the feds, or the state, or the, your local, uh, or your local bureaucrats. When they fail, that's their excuse to get more of your money. How is there only six hundred thirty-five enumerators? Six hundred thirty-five thousand. Oh, okay. So when they fail, uh, that's what they use as an as an excuse to get more of your money. And in fact, I was listening to uh, a bit of the School Sucks podcast uh, earlier today on LibertyRadioNetwork.com. And he was talking about how it would be great if uh, parents would just pull their kids, like a tenth of the parents would pull their kids out of the government schools. And then he pointed out that, well, they would, that would just give them another reason to, uh, to increase the, the costs because they could they can always spin it. The government bureaucrats can spin whatever their situation is into uh, more money. So if you were to like take all these people out of the government school system, they would say, well, it's clear that the parents aren't happy with the system, so we need to, uh, to, to revamp it. We need to uh, you know, hire more teachers. We need to do this and that and spend more money in order to make the government schools better so parents won't take their kids out. So everything that government fails at is a reason for government to take more money because you, know, you have to pay for it, and they'll get away with it because if you don't pay, then they'll come take your house from you. 1-800-259-9231. So uh, coming up, if you've had an interaction with one of these census enumerators as they have been going around as of uh, Saturday, they came around to my house here today. I've got the audio prepped up, ready to go. We'll play that coming up here uh, in hour number three. But have a video camera ready. Have an audio recording device ready and think in advance about how you're going to handle it. I changed my plans on the spot because I thought it was going to be more confrontational than it was. It wasn't at all for me at all, and I, I will reflect the uh, the niceness of the bureaucrat that uh, that I'm talking to. I'm usually nicer than the bureaucrat uh, in many cases, but this guy was pretty nice. Anyway, we'll come back with uh, with more your calls as well about whatever you want. Free talk lot. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of the program. Take control of the airwaves. 
Toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Curtis. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. And the site itself actually allows you to influence the stuff that we'll talk about here on the program. Mark, you've got a couple things you wanted to talk about that you got uh, that you got from that's uh, from our site, freetalklive.com. Were they uh, one of the top five stories, uh, the, the stories you're going to Yeah, know? as a matter of fact, they were. Yeah, so you can actually influence the stuff we discuss here by going to freetalklive.com, submitting your ideas for show prep. And even if it doesn't make it on the air, other people of a liberty mindset will see it, and that's useful. So it still gets it still just by simply submitting the idea to the website gets people's eyes on it, uh, and it also makes it more likely. And when it gets up to the voted by our listeners, by listeners like you, voting on each of the uh, the different articles, you can vote up or vote down. Uh, the more popular ones make it to the front page of the site, and it's constantly being updated. So there's always something new. Whenever you go to freetalklive.com, every if you go once a day, you're going to see something new uh, at the top there every single day. And you can be a part of it by submitting different ideas. Anyway, freetalklive.com. We uh, will take your calls about anything. If you've got a census experience, they have the enumerators coming around. They started on Saturday. Uh, they walk around with a, little, you know, a clipboard and a bag or something like that. And uh, they're going door to door. And they're talking to, trying, to, trying to ascertain why it is you haven't sent them uh, their census form back. And I have not. And I will not. And I will not answer any of the questions. I don't care that it says in the Constitution that they can uh, they can answer you know they can ask the one question and they ask ten more or whatever. I don't care about all that. I don't support the government. It's a coercive, violent monopoly, and I will do everything I can to uh, to non cooperate with them as much as I possibly can. And this is an easy one. The census is I think it's a really great introduction to non-cooperation for people. If you think about it, there's very little penalty out there. and They have a, a threatened penalty. It says on the census envelope, your response is required by law. And then they'll say that you'll get uh, you know, a $100 fine if you don't. And I've heard something about five, what was it, five years in prison. I don't know. No, there was no prison time. It was just like a fine. Anyway, uh, it's, it's nothing. Essentially, is and, and the the idea that they're even going to go after somebody for it is also, I think, pretty ludicrous. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not giving you legal advice. I'm saying if you've been excited by the idea of non-cooperation and civil disobedience, but you're not here in New Hampshire yet, this might be one way to give it a shot where you are. Just an idea. People are, are you know, they've got video cameras. Uh, they've got uh, Quick.com on their cell phones, audio recording devices. Good thing it'd be probably a good idea to have that handy so you can record your interactions with these people, especially if they come back. Uh, I can tell you the guy that I interacted with today, I don't think he's going to want to come back. He did not like the fact that I had a video camera in my own property, on my own property, from within my own home, recording him. And so I'm going to play the audio here. It's real. It's real short. The interaction did not last long. And as I said, uh, I'm I'm nice to bureaucrats. I'm not angry at them. I moved past my anger stage. I had originally it's not wanted, productive anyway. No, I had originally not productive at all for for you in multiple ways. But I'd originally wanted to ask some questions about you know the nature of the census and all that, or the nature of government or their relationship with it. You know, like why do you, how do you feel about working for an organization that uh, that kills people around the world? Uh, you know, I wanted I thought about maybe going off in that direction, but eh, the, you feel out the situation. And in this particular case, he was being very nice, and he wasn't being authoritarian uh, bureaucrat at all. So. It was a pretty uh, pleasant interaction. Anyway, here it picks up right from when I uh, opened up the door. He introduces himself as a census worker, and I asked him what his name was. And I did tell him my name, and I feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But then again, he told me his name, so I figured it was fair. I gave him my first name. I didn't give him my last name. 
Uh, and so here we go. U.S. Census. All right. I have this camera here, Joe. I hope you don't mind. Uh, I'm going to be recording this uh, this interaction. So. Um, um, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with. You it. might have to go away. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I think I might go away. Okay. <laughs> Tell Keith I said hi. Well, you know, you know Keith. Oh, I know Keith. All right, hang on a second. I'm going to explain that one. So Keith. The real bureaucrat. Keith is a free stater. <laughs> Keith was named as the number one best political activist for, two th- I think it was, was 2009. Just, uh, act, just activist. Activist it was a, of the By year, political yeah. organization. Okay, yeah. But yeah, what's for doing politics? And so he was named that by the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, which is a great organization doing a lot of really great work inside the system. And Keith has, you know, true to form, done a lot of activism. There's no doubt about it. Keith is a dedicated liberty activist. The guy spends money, his own money and time going out and doing things, uh, traveling and doing outreach and things like that. So there's no doubt that he's a great activist. But for some reason, I don't know why, he decided he wanted to get a job with the census. And because he was in the military... In the past, so he's already worked for the feds. I guess he had whatever you know recruiting ability that uh, qualifications that was needed. He's essentially an administrator for uh, for the census. He's a he's a trainer. He's not. A, I guess administrator is probably not the right word. He's a he's not the lowest level. He's not one of these. He's the overseer. Yeah, yeah. What what was the name for these people that are going around the inductees or whatever? I thought they were um, uh, I've spaced out the on counters it. or whatever. Because the yeah, the, the enumerator. Enumer- he's the chief enumerator. Yeah, so he's like the uh, the trainer for the enumerators. And so I knew that uh, that this guy was coming today, uh, or no, I didn't know. Excuse me, I didn't know which day it would be, but I knew generally when it was going to be. And of course, they're coming to your house if you got one of those forms and you didn't send it back in. Sometime between this past Saturday and the future, you will receive a visit for, uh, from one of these guys. So be ready for it. Have your camera charged up if you're going to record it. Uh, that's what you want to do. So I, I knew, obviously I knew it was going to come, and, uh, and, and so I knew that he was being trained by Keith, one of the, uh, the liberty activists in the area. And, of course, we make fun of him. We call him G-Man. You know, that's, uh, that's his little fun, fun name now because he works for the, for the government. Um, and so anyway, I just want to explain what why, why he and he was shocked, like he was surprised, which is funny because I was under the impression that Keith told him about me and to expect to be recorded. So maybe he just didn't remember which house it was or whatever. But when I mentioned that I knew Keith, it, it really visibly relieved him. You can see it in the video and you can hear it in his voice as well that he, he seemed a little obviously he was stressed out because of the camera, but it certainly provided some relief. Well, you know, you know, Keith. Oh, I know Keith. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Ian, I, I will give him the word. Yeah, I, I I don't participate. Um, oh. So, yeah. I, I mean, if you could show me a As proof if that's of obligation, an that, for anything. I don't participate. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, that explains everything. I see. <laughs> now I know what brand of lunatic you are. So go yeah, on. I, I mean, if you could show me a proof of obligation that. Uh, oh yeah, he's gonna whip you know, that, that out. I'm somehow obligated to uh, to participate. I'd happily participate, but I've never seen that, so I'll have to uh, respectfully decline. Okay, so I'll I'll put it down as um, crazy. I mean, I'll, I'll, Ian, Ian. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's what I'll do. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Bye Thanks. Now. Bye now. All right. That's it. 
So about a minute long uh, situation there, and uh, the video is uh, is in HD, and I'll upload it later on to the the Freekeen uh, YouTube channel, which you can access over at freekeen dot com. So there you go. I mean, any comments, gents? Pretty short. Point. I, I wouldn't call that guy a bureaucrat. So I, th- I, th- I think you took the right approach. He's just you, the you guy wouldn't that call him a bureaucrat. No, he's just a guy that needs a job. That's how I feel about it, right? I mean, that's what Aren't most bureaucrats that way, though. Yes, they are, and that's why they don't deserve. Uh, they don't deserve to be hated. Well, uh, it's not going to work to hate them. I don't know no. what. what uh, you know, deserve is a is a funny term. I mean, people can can come up with uh, reasons. But, I mean, they're not. Most bureaucrats aren't cracking heads. Like some some cops are hurting people, and I can understand the animosity toward yeah, but that's them. That's not the, that's not what a bureaucrat means. A bureaucrat usually means kind of, some kind of stiff necked, difficult to deal with bean counter that always goes by the rules. Oh, really? I I just call all government bureaucrats right, bureaucrats. I understand. Um, well, and the larger uh, you know definition is somebody who mm-hmm. works for the government. Yeah, that's how I use the term. But I see I see where you're coming from, and and I absolutely agree, Curtis. That you know like. These enumerators, they're part-timers, basically. Uh, Attempts, though. Yeah, they've been hired on. They're going to be gotten rid of after they're done with the, the count, and they're just people looking to make some uh, some money. And I can't, I can't blame them for that, um, though I'll make fun of Keith for it because, well, we're around him, and it's fair. Yeah, it's funny for us the, to do the that. The activist of the year. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you don't want to be mean to the bureaucrats in general um, because you want to show them that liberty-minded people are friendly. Right. Liberty's not going to work until, uh, you know, everybody can be treated fairly, and they're not going to be fe- feel like they're treated fairly. If, but you if- don't have to be obedient to be friendly. That's true. All right, so 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Coming up, arrested for asking directions? Mark will tell us about it. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231 and take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. All right, we're going to continue taking your phone calls here in moments. But first, I want to tell you about the School Sucks podcast. I mentioned it a few uh, a few segments ago, uh, but for those of you just tuning in, government school is necessary to prepare young people for citizenship. After all, where else could a curious and creative individual learn how to be a meaningless part of a large and uniform group of dependent followers who are constantly being watched, managed, and told what to do? School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government-controlled education. You can visit their brand new website, schoolsucksproject.com, to make a profile, join the forums, and help these ideas spread. That's schoolsucksproject.com. As we continue, we're going to get to your story here, Mark, in a little bit about somebody who was arrested for asking a cop directions, I believe. Uh, but first, we go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Guys, I wanted to talk about the Hootery or the Hootari or however you say it. I never even heard of these guys before the... The arrest. How would you, what is the correct pronunciation? Honestly, I haven't heard it pronounced. I would go with Hootery. Okay. So the Hootery guys, uh, the judge ordered them released on bond today. What a surprise, isn't it? 
And I remember when you guys first were reading this story about how dangerous these guys were and yeah. they were planning to blow all this stuff up. And I called you on that and I said, you know, 80% of what you're reading is a bunch of lies. Or it, if it isn't lies, it's just plain. Well, we didn't say they were dangerous, Gene. That was what the story I know, said. But you were reading the article and talking about these Christian militia groups and how dangerous. You know, reading the article about how dangerous these Christian militia groups. Yeah, are. I think we, I think anyway. we read it as if it were true, and that was the way it was right. presented, right? Right. And uh, but you were commenting as you were reading it, and anyway, I, I called you on it and said it's all most likely a bunch of baloney anyway, because I use my eighty twenty rule: eighty percent everything I read is is false, twenty percent of it is true. You got to kind of sort through the false stuff to find the truth. And anybody, it's anybody's guess where the truth lies and where the uh, the falsehoods lie. But at any rate, it's coming out now that these guys weren't as bad as everybody said they were. It looks like there was it was the usual thing with the FBI informant working on the inside, trying to stir up violence from a group that that really just wanted to make a statement or or try to prepare for the end or whatever their their all their real motivation was. But of course. The feds want to stick somebody in there to stir up the pot and try and get them to do something stupid so they can arrest them and then pat themselves on the back about how they prevented all these deaths that were about to happen. So, uh, yeah, anyway, I actually had a story about this uh, in my uh, show prep. I'm glad you brought it up, Gene. And, and anyway, I, as I recall, we suggested that that was a possibility. But certainly, the, would you, wouldn't you admit, though, that a fed could get into a group of people and stir up violence successfully? And yes, certainly, and that's uh, that's apparently what's happened several times. Like the people that blew up the World Trade Center the first time, the yeah. uh, the guys that did the bombing there. It's obvious that the feds uh, were involved. They trained them on how to use the explosives. What do you think about this one? Uh, the one that came up in Times Square over the weekend. We haven't mentioned that yet tonight, but uh, I guess they found a truck full of fertilizer that wasn't the right kind of fertilizer. And yeah, an it alarm really clock. looks like a comic thing. <laughs> what, what do you think yeah. about that, Gene? I think it was probably either a, a setup to make it look like the uh, the May Day commies were involved in uh, in trying to make a statement on May Day, or perhaps it was real May Day commies who just don't know how to build a bomb. I don't know which, but you don't hear any relationship to the fact that hey, you know what? That was on May first, which is uh, which is the commies day. So that's when the uh, uh, the socialists would be planning their big uh, their big bangs or whatever. So. I think it's uh, my own feeling, my gut feeling is that it's just a setup. It was just something that was put there to... Uh, just to try to scare people and scare give the people. the New York police the excuse to seek more federal money? Yeah, I think that's all it is. It's just uh, another scare tactic. When and you guys, we're going when, when to see talk more about and this. more of it, too. So. Say again, Curtis? When you guys talk about this, I get this picture in my head of a, a, a box truck full of uh, cow manure. It wasn't quite that. It was a Nissan Pathfinder, as, uh, as I recall. And yeah, I don't it was know how... very small, and they said it had a couple of cans of gasoline in it and some fireworks. And, uh, Firecrackers. All it did it they was, went off. was go poof, and some smoke came out. <laughs> <Yeah. you know. laughs> so, so thanks, if you Gene, can't make gasoline explode in a car, 
you're pretty incompetent. Yeah. Terrorism <laughs> fail. Now, Gene, I think the difference is is um, you know sort of the, the the why it is that the government is going about that. The speculation as to why it is the government's going about doing whatever it's doing, and I would say that this uh, hooterie thing was likely um, either a one um, overactive FBI agent that wants to make his life seem meaningful because who wants to be put on the uh, the um, who wants to be assigned to the group that isn't doing something terroristic or one overactive field agent who's uh, you know getting his uh, his his minions to be to, to try to stir things up and I'm not saying that they're not incentivized to do that kind of thing it's just the you know the the idea that the I think most people reject the idea that the government is doing this when really it's just people in the government you know it's it's just people and that's you know I don't like to say that the government does anything because the government doesn't technically exist so they're just people that are trying to get, make a name for themselves and to get ahead and to get promotions. But the overall reason behind the wave of these kind of things that I think we're seeing is because the, the only thing that these people know how to do is to try to increase their funding, and they can't increase their funding if they don't have justification. So they create the justification so that they can scream for more funding. And I think that the people that are really in power at the top, the ones that have the greatest, you know, pull on the most strings, I think they see that the end is coming. This whole house of cards is collapsing. And I think uh, they're just trying to scare the heck out of everybody so that when it does fall down, they can point the fingers every which way but at themselves. Thanks, Gene, for the call tonight. I appreciate uh, hearing from you, as always, at 800-259-9231. Briefly, the story from the AP, and this uh, came out last week, where a federal judge has challenged prosecutors to show that nine, obviously they released them at this point, but uh, to show that the nine members of the Michigan militia accused of plotting a war against the government had done more than just talk and should remain locked up. The district judge in the case heard nearly nearly 10 hours of testimony and arguments over two days. She uh, didn't make a decision at that time, the time the story was written, uh, saying that a ruling would come soon, and clearly we know what that is now. But uh, according to the story, the indictment accuses them of weapons violations and a rare crime, conspiring to commit sedition or rebellion against the government by first com- uh, killing police officers. Undercover agent infiltrated the group and secretly made recordings that had been played in court. While there's talk about killing police, it's not specific. In one conversation, there are many people talking over each other and laughing. Uh, the uh, I guess the judge pressed the point that once the assistant U.S. attorney argued in favor of keeping the nine in jail, uh, the judge suggested she didn't hear or read in the transcripts transcripts any indication that violence was imminent. She said that mere presence where a crime may be planned is not a crime. How does this add up to seditious conspiracy? And so I guess the prosecutors were not able to prove that particular allegation to the satisfaction of this government judge, who in many cases would have the incentive uh, to keep these men in uh, in jail. So she let them out. Good yeah, judge. It, it doesn't say much about their, uh, their case, I'll tell you that. Yeah. All right, toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I think we know who the real terrorists are, people calling themselves government. At least they're certainly the Well, feds. the ones telling lies and throwing people in jail for stuff they didn't do. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Curtis. And Mark. And you can join us online, freetalklive.com. We've got our Shrine of Female listeners there with dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com, see it, or if you're a lady listener, become a Free Talk Live Shriner. The details are there on the page, shrine.freetalklive.com. It's brought to you by memorydealers.com. Yeah, memorydealers.com is a, a, a new, very... Uh, oh, excuse me, the Shrine. Actually, they bring you the camp, but still, let's talk about Memory Dealers. <laughs> Memory Dealers is a big sponsor of Free Talk Live, and they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. Uh, all the types of op- optical transceivers there are, SFPs, XFPs, GBIC, Zenpax, X2s, and they're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They're in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery, memorydealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Coming up, we get a chance. Uh, we'll tell you about a guy uh, who was arrested, or not sure who it was, but somebody was arrested apparently for asking directions. Uh, we'll talk about that. Mark will tell us the story, but we're taking your phone calls about what you want. So Fred is on the line in California. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live. What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind, Fred? Uh, so uh, I got a promotion recently, and uh, it required I worked in the grocery store business. And it required me to change stores. Um, I'm in control of the department, the produce department, and one of my uh, underlings, if you will, is uh, an ex-cop who was, and he's a young guy, he's like 27, um, he was the ex-cop who was off-duty, uh, concealed carrying, and got drunk and pistol-whipped a guy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, in your it, store? No. No. And oh, like a Jack this in the is Box why he's not a lot. Yeah, Burger King parking lot. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought he was Something an ex-cop like who later on pistol whips. Okay, so that he while he was a cop, he pistol whipped somebody while drunk. Off duty. Off duty. Got it. But concealed carrying, correct. Um, and he was relatively new. I think he had been on, you know, been a cop for two years, maybe at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was given probation, no no uh, jail time, and uh, he he told me his his exact words were, "Working here is my prison." Uh, and so basically, I mean, kind of... <laughs> well, hold on a second here. This is California. Now, the gun uh, gun laws in California, from what I understand, are fairly. Rest- I mean, they're pretty restrictive. Yeah. To use the word "fair" is not really appropriate, uh, but uh, they're they're pretty I restrictive. Mean, so, if you or I were to have gone out and pistol whipped somebody, especially while drunk, uh, I think we probably would have seen the inside of a real jail cell. So that this guy would would be saying, "This is my jail. Give me a break." Yeah. Uh, currently, the laws here and they're enforced really restrictively, but uh, you can. You can open carry with the the ammo on one, you know, not in the gun. Most people carry on one one side of the hip and then, you know, an empty gun on the other side. But he was concealed carrying, and he told me that that's pretty common for off-duty cops. I'm sure. Um, so now I'm just kind of in this dilemma, you know. Obviously, I can't, I don't want to jeopardize my job or jeopardize my, my position of, uh, I guess, ironically, authority, but... Uh, do you think there's any value in trying? He he says he's on and attempting to get back on the force, and that they're potentially going to let him. Do you think there's any value in trying to educate him? Would you? 
Oh, I'm sure I'd share my opinions with him. I mean, you have to what what's going to be hard is to not look down on him and not uh, you know, make it make you have to make it you have to deliver it with love and respect and you know what i'm hearing is i i'm i'm having you know a hard time respecting this guy's position because you know he, what he knows and what he has outlined and what he's pointed out very clearly is is that he knows that he was in a status above us you me and now he has been d- diminished to the status of normal people working at a normal job, uh, producing uh, you know something in the marketplace, and he doesn't like that. You know, to him that's prison, and it's 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 hard. It's going to be hard for you. And this is the most important part of about talking to him is to not treat him <laughs> like he, um, you know, you, like you might feel he deserves by believing that you're beneath him. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it wouldn't be appropriate, especially in the in the environment of my job. But um, I definitely, I mean, at this point, I've only been there for a few weeks, and I just had some casual conversations to him, and you know, and he's a he's a he's a nice enough guy, uh, you know, in passing, and and I haven't had any problems with him, and so I just I don't know, it's just I I feel like if I if I talk about my own philosophy too much at work. That and I and I do it with other people, but I just feel it's with him. It's 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 touchy, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it is touchy. Um, in in general, what you want to probably do is focus on areas of agreement. It's likely you can find some things with this guy that you agree on, like maybe gun freedom. Uh, you know, things that uh, that he's going to be in agreement with you on, and then you can you know take it from there and maybe explain the uh, the philosophy philosophy of liberty to him. But I mean, it's certainly possible that you could make a difference. I mean, even if even if the seed that you plant doesn't sprout while you know him. Uh, even if he does end up getting back on the force and leaves the the grocery store down the line, you never know what that seed will do uh, that you planted. And and of course, being nice is the uh, certainly the way to go. Uh, Brad Jardis, of course, is a is a perfect example of the different ways that liberty activists can treat people who are inside the system, especially people doing jobs where they're actively uh, engaging in harming peaceful people, like law enforcement officers. Brad Jardis uh, kind of came to some ideas of freedom on, on his own, uh, but he wasn't all the way when we first met him, Mark. He was vehemently against civil disobedience uh, at that point in time, and now he's fully in favor of civil disobedience. In fact, he even wants to do some civil disobedience, as I understand it. Uh, so the, you know, they come along if you encourage them gently and you don't puke on them. You, know, you don't just spew everything, liberty, all over top of them and turn them off. Uh, the, you know, there's a possibility that they're going to come along over time, and because it's just such an effective message, it's a message, the message of freedom, the principles that we go by makes sense. It makes logical sense, even if that moment when you're speaking with him, he doesn't get it. You know, maybe months down the line, when he's laying in bed wide awake at night thinking about stuff, it'll it'll click. You never know what it's uh, what it's going to take. But one thing that will hurt you is being rude or dismissive. Uh, towards uh, towards him, and there was one point when when Brad Jardis, again formerly of law enforcement, when he was 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 uh, you know early on in his development, he came over to one of the forums, and I'm not going to name names, but he came over to one of the uh, the activist forums, and he wasn't exactly welcomed. In fact, he was kind of openly uh, rejected. I don't know if they banned him. I don't really recall all the details, but let's just say there was some forum drama that centered around certain uh, uh, certain administrators of this forum essentially being intolerant of the fact that Brad hadn't come all the way to to you know pure voluntarism. Right. He's here today. Three years later, he's there. He's he calls himself a voluntarist, uh, as I understand it, and uh, and it's because people like. 
Mark and myself and others embraced him and showed him that we we you know we appreciated him and how far he's come along and that we were friendly toward him whereas these other people were very standoffish towards him and you know we don't want to be a part of we don't want you to be a part of our community we don't we're not interested in you because of uh, other people that were more embracing toward him he moved toward liberty he had the courage and the strength to stand up against the oppressive drug war while he was in the police department further and further and further to the point where they tried to actually fire him we stood by him it was the fact that he had people he could turn to and that he could call friends that weren't his police buddies a new group of friends that he could turn to and relate to and and begin to get to know and appreciate and learn from that uh, that brought him all the way over had we treated him mark uh, like some people treated him he'd probably still be a cop today and he would think boy those liberty people sure are a bunch of dicks yeah it's it's uh, yeah no not a, not a lot of fun to be treated that way now, later on, the same people that had ostracized him, they ended up coming together. They ended up apologizing uh, to, you know, to one another and, and kind of kissing and, and making up. But it took people being willing to accept him for who he was at that time. Uh, and I think that was the most important thing that, that, that could have happened for him. So I hope that answers your question. Thanks for the call. Yep. So who do you think would fall under the impression that everybody in the Liberty uh, Movement was actually named Richard? What? I don't, know how, these jo- I don't know how these jokes fly, fly by what, what kind you of said, a joke is that? I mean, you said how, it was a bunch who, of who on our, Oh, I got you. I thought you were talking about somebody named Richard who lives here in the area. <laughs> anyway, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, I don't remember what I said five minutes ago. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. Even in these remaining moments, there is enough time for your phone call. 1-800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves, as we like to say tonight. It is Ian here with me. And Curtis. And Mark. Uh, and join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Uh, again, features there. We give away. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and, and then a percentage of, per- of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live. So you know Amazon, the world's largest internet superstore. They sell virtually everything, dozens of categories, used items, if you want to save a few extra bucks. Plus, talk about saving money when you order, in many cases, products that are over total over $25 or more, you get free super saver shipping. Now, not on everything, uh, because they just have so many different vendors and products, but a whole lot of their brand new items have free Super Saver shipping attached to them. So head on over, get your shopping done, free Talk Live benefits when you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Now, Mark, you've had a story that you wanted to share with us tonight, and I believe it's brought to us by CopBlock.org. That's right. Do you want to hear about the uh, the, the Fort Lauderdale uh, cop that uh, arrests people for asking for his badge number? Or do you want to hear about the, uh, the I think it's the Baltimore police officer that arrests people for asking for directions? Let's go with the latter first. The, okay, so the uh, asking for directions. Yes. I am having a computer error here. Oh, no. Yeah. Do, like do you I'm know s- any of the like, – so, so it's on the front page of our website, though, right? So, like, now if it's at freetalklive.com – I could tell you the story, the fr- but I – you know, okay. Um, okay, here, we've pulled it up. I don't know what's going on with my computer, but it's acting very, very sluggish. Got um, it. So it's these, a top story right now, by the way, at freetalklive.com. Yeah, these these folks have gone to the the, the Baltimore game against the Red Sox, which I I don't know if Yay, it's a big deal. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it's a big deal to anybody else, but it's a big deal up here in Boston because they got swept. 
um, in the Boston area. So Baltimore police uh, arrested a Virginia couple over the weekend after they asked an officer for directions. And this story just keeps on going on and getting weirder um, as time goes by. So the News 11 team reporter, Dan, uh, David Collins, said Joshua Kelly and uh, Laura Brooke of Chantilly, Virginia, got lost leaving the Orioles game on Saturday. Collins rep- uh, reported a pl- city officer arrested them for trespassing on a public street while they were asking for directions. In jail for eight hours, sleeping on a concrete floor next to a toilet, wow. Kelly said. It was a nightmare, Brooke said. I was in there thinking I was just dreaming and waiting to wake up. In a Baltimore jail, I imagine that could be very nightmarish. Oh my God, Baltimore! For for those that haven't been there, it's like a country club up here compared yeah, to nothing nice places. about that. Um, Collins reported that it was a nightmare ending in a nearly perfect day. He had said the uh, couple went to a company, one of those box uh, things that companies get. Are you having trouble, Mark? Do you need I, help? I'm really having some problems with my computer right now. I'm okay. sorry. I'll tell you what. This nice thing that we have this website here and that it's right there at the top of the page because I can just go click on it. Okay. So the company picnic and watched the Orioles beat the Kansas City. It was their first trip to Camden Yards and asked two people for directions to Interstate 95 South when they left. Collins said that somehow they ended up in the Cherry Hill section of South Baltimore, hopelessly lost. Relief melted away concerns after they spotted a police vehicle. I said, thanks goodness. Can you please help us get to I-95? Our heroes are here. They're our saviors. We pay them for these services. Well, you know, to be fair, um, it says here their parents are are police officers. It does say that, yeah. So, Ah. Well, why wouldn't they expect uh, things to go well then, right? Right. They'd be just like mom and dad. They'd be so helpful and loving and and courteous. and, And really, it's not an unreasonable expectation. The average cop who is, you know, in it for the right reasons and is generally uh, tries to be helpful toward people. I've had cops give me directions sure. uh, before. I mean, it's not an unusual thing to ask a cop for directions, especially if you're in unfamiliar territory. So um, it says, thank goodness. Can you help us get to I-95? The first thing she did was say, no. <laughs> you just ran that stop sign over there. Pull over. Oh, said, wow. It wasn't a big deal. We'll pay the stop sign violation. But can we have directions? She, what she said was, you found your own way here, you can find your own way out. <laughs> wow. Collins said, uh, th- then spotted another police vehicle and flagged the officer down for directions. But Officer uh, Natalie P- uh, Preston, a six-year veteran of the force, intervened. That really threw us for a loop when she stepped in between our cars, Kelly said. She said, my partner is not going to step in front of me and tell you directions if I'm not. So she prevented another police officer from uh, mm. going in. And you know how the thin blue line closes in. Yeah. This person doesn't know. Here. Yeah. This, oh, I don't even, six years, who knows? But this, they don't even know. They just, you know, like, well, I don't know what it's about, but I know who's on my side. Collins reported the circumstances got worse. Kelly pulled 40 feet fo- um, forward, parking next to the curb, and put his flashers on while Brooke was on the phone with her father, hoping he could help her with directions, you know, checking MapQuest or whatever. Both her parents are police officers in the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area. Brooke's father was in the middle of giving us directions when the officer screeched up behind us, got out of the car, and asked us to step out. I obeyed, Kelly said. I obeyed everything. I stepped out of the car. I put my hands behind Damn my right, back. right. They got guns. And the next thing I know, I'm arrested for trespassing. Wow. By the time I had, <laughs> was com- completely in tears, Brooke said. I said, ma'am, you know, we are just need your help. We're not trying to cause you any trouble. I'm not leaving him here. And what she said was, walk, what she did was walk over to my side of the car and said, okay, we're taking you downtown too. <laughs> wow. I mean, how does this happen? I, it, well, wait, are you really, you really asking that question? How does this happen? 
It's the crazy. Cops don't care. They, 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 these are cops who are on power Not trips. The cops. This cop clearly didn't. I'm sure the next cop would have given these maybe, these kids some directions. Maybe maybe they would but have. But here's what it is: the cops have unlimited power and can do what they want, and. I'm sure plenty of cops care and plenty of cops don't, but they're not incentivized to care. If they want to act like this, uh, the, the, I believe it's Officer yeah. Pearson here, they can do whatever they're they pro- want. They're t- right. They're completely protected. And as you say, Mark, the thin blue line closes around them. Plus, the good cops are s- afraid of the bad cops. So the good cops that are in the system, they're trying to do their best within this kind of tyrannical, awful system – they don't really want to go up against the bad cops because they know that in many cases the bad cops rise through the ranks. So a lot of the times the uh, the officers that are above them are also corrupt. And so you know they could be blackballed. They could be taken outside of the thin blue line and no longer protected by their, uh, their buddies. So they just shut up and look the other way when stuff like this happens. If yeah. the, I mean, if they, they talk a lot about how many good cops there are. The cops yeah. talk a lot about how many good cops there are. But as long as the cops are out doing harm to peaceful people and the good cops do nothing then the good cops aren't doing all they could do to be good cops and i'm not saying i don't appreciate right, that's supposed what they to do. be the check right like that's supposed to be the check and the balance on this circumstance and um you know the idea is is that cops are going to police themselves and they simply do not um, I don't know what the what, what the reasons are, the psychological reasons. I mean, you know, what it appears to be is a team mentality, us versus them. But this officer in this situation should have stopped the uh, you know this Pearson lady from going clearly bananas and giving these kids directions. Hey, uh, I need to I need to have a little more information here, Officer Pearson. It appears as though these people just want some directions. Are you preventing these people from getting some directions? I, I, it says on the side of the car, Officer Pearson, that you're here to protect and serve. Are you not protecting and serving in this circumstance? But the cop didn't do that, and they never do. They have no duty to protect and serve you. They are well, actually protecting. It's because protecting. they're going to get creamed. You saw what happened with Brad Jardis when he actually stood up to the law enforcement yeah. officers they in his crew. They, they, the, the union rep went after him. They don't want this amongst their crew. No, they want. They don't look bad either. Uh, and, so maybe if, there's good cops, but they have a. They're working within a very corrupt system. Right. So uh, whatever this woman does, uh, this uh, this cop in this case, uh, she can do. And there's not much that's going to happen to her. What are they going to do? File a complaint? As we <laughs> talked about last week. Good luck. Oh, here's another thing to file a complaint on. Um, there's. Besides, uh, you know, getting taken downtown, this uh, the the gal here, Brooke, is trying to uh, she's trying to uh, get a job as a child care worker, and apparently they're doing a criminal background check, and so she's afraid this is going to screw that up. But here's the here's the icing on the proverbial cake. Collins said the police left Kelly's car unlocked, the windows down in the impound lot. He reported a cell phone oh charger, a pair of sunglasses, and twenty CDs were stolen. He's lucky some homeless person didn't take a crap on his uh, front seat and his driver's side seat in the impound lot yeah the uh the baltimore city police said they Gee, were looking that? into the incident now in baltimore the impound lot's going to be fenced they're going to have a oh, fence yeah. with barbed wire on top of that sucker they're going to have mm. the, the whole works it's going to be it's probably more than a fence it's probably a wall yeah, here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, that I don't think that exists. Uh, you get towed to a towing company, tow yard, and yeah. you know, if they have a fence up, that's their business. The the tow uh, tow yard that Sam got his car towed to did not have a fence of any sort. Uh, so around here, it's a little different. But there, there's security around that uh, that area, no doubt about it. And so that means somebody that had access uh, to it, because it's very unlikely that somebody would cut a chain on a, a fence and break into a impound lot just to get some CDs out of a car.
Yeah. It was the cops, uh, likely, the people or the people running the lot. Somebody, that, likely uh, somebody who worked for the government. But yeah. it's, it's difficult. It's, it's probably a government to say. lot. Yeah. It's, it's impossible to say because if they do do that on a regular basis, they have some kind of out. They have, well, you know, we let people in here all the time to get their cars back. They could, uh, you know, they could have gone in there. They, they have some kind of out. All right. We are out of time for the radio side of things here. Curtis is going to stick around with us for an extended edition of the program. We're going to talk a lot about uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is coming up this June. You can go to Porkfest.com to learn more. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. And uh, more coming up if you're on our Internet stream. Stick around. Radio listeners will see you tomorrow night. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live, the extended edition of the show. We're here, internet only. No more radio, no more pesky FCC. Phone lines are open, amp lines available. Also, phone lines for the rest of you at 603-513-2449. This uh, extended edition brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. As we mentioned earlier tonight, it's a great way to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations, and it's all of three bucks per month. That's all we ask for, and we take that and reinvest it into the show. Getting on more stations now on over 73 stations around the country, more just around the corner as well. And it's all thanks to listeners like you yeah, becoming I think amplifiers. It, I, yeah, I think it bears mentioning that the uh, the AMP program has, uh, has been larger. Uh, there have been more people um, donating than they are now. And I know the economic times are hard it's and tough, everything, yeah. uh, but People at the same time, back. think about three bucks a month. It, it really isn't much if you think about, uh, you know, perhaps foregoing one of those uh, mocha, mocha lattes or whatever from uh, Starbucks. Small mocha latte. Not, yeah. yeah, small. Not even a big one. Yeah. It's just three bucks a month. It really isn't much. And we do use that money, and it really does completely go for advertising, marketing, and promoting Free Talk Live. It gets so, the show in more people's ears. There's what's no the doubt. highest uh, amp spin, Ian? 48-something, 48, 48 uh, What is it 25? currently? It's around 4,000. 4,000, so yeah. it's about 800 from, from you know. We're right. on more and more and more stations all the We've time. Been slowly, slowly hemorrhaging uh, ampers over yeah. the last year. We haven't had an increase an overall increase uh, in amp. Last time we set an amp record was last year. And I think it was like May of last mm-hmm. year or something like that. And so but we're setting then, records all the time on getting uh, you know, on new, new stations. stations right. New so stations still mean new people hearing the message of liberty. If you're listening to the show, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're excited about the ideas of liberty. This is one of the single best ways that you can get the message of liberty into people's ears. It's true. In a fashion that's effective because Free Talk Live <laughs> brings that message. I mean, we get emails all the time about people saying, oh, you you, you converted me from a socialist yeah. or a you know, neocon or whatever. We're certainly in a new world where the internet has this wonderful ability of getting ideas out like our ideas, liberty ideas, faster and cheaper and better. No doubt about that. But there's still a big media world out there. There's still an old media world that's still fairly well populated with listeners uh, and, and, and viewers. But if you think about it, if you look at the big – I mean, I don't want to call us a big player, but in the world of radio, we're the biggest liberty-oriented show that there is. 
That doesn't mean we're a player with Rush Limbaugh or anything like that. But as far as the true principled, liberty-oriented uh, talk show hosts, we're, uh, we're the number one show. And there's no doubt about that. Uh, but if you look at the kind of the big players in the, the old media of liberty, you've got Penn & Teller uh, doing their show Bullshit, which is excellent. Uh, highly recommend it. And Penn & Teller's great. You can get the DVDs of Bullshit. You can take your favorite episodes. You can show them to your friends. If you've got Penn & Teller Bullshit sitting on your shelf, it's not doing what it could do. You can lend it out and get other people to see it. So that's a way you can help uh, get that out. But that really is only something you can affect people you know. You know, your, your friends, your associates, your coworkers. You can really only affect the people that you can directly touch with, uh, with Penn & Teller, right? By, by promoting them, their show directly. John Stossel... Stossel is a brand new show. It's on the Fox Business Network. Excellent show. Covering lots of issues once a week. Doing a great job. I love the Stossel show, but it's on the Fox Business Network. And, and that's not carried on every uh, It's not every carried cable, on every cable system. Even if it is carried on your cable system, it's likely cabled on di- uh, carried on digital cable. So it's not available to the analog uh, cable subscribers. Mm-hmm. So you have to be of the higher tier kind of uh, cable customer in order $70 to be able a month. To, right, in order to be able to receive that program or you have to find the stuff online, right? So either you have to seek it out online or you have to be of a certain class of people. Either you, you know have to hire, you have to buy Showtime to get uh, Penn and Teller, or you have to pay for the high end package with a local cable company to get the Fox Business Network. So, but Free still, Talk Live shows up on um, people's radio station that they listen to during the week, or um, you know, we sometimes we're on weekends, sometimes we're on weekdays. Or if they're just scanning the band, right? Well, they may be scanning the band, or they may be a regular uh, radio listener, so they're listening to Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, and whatever during the day, and then Free Talk Live comes on. It's an entirely different show. Now, granted, I will grant you that the first time they listen, it sticks them to the ceiling. All right, we've never heard anything like this before. And then we get, uh, you know, they'll, they'll likely have a reaction like many of the callers on Saturday nights. But what happens is, for whatever reason, people continue to listen to Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it's because we're great broadcasters. Maybe it's because they like to hear us argue. I don't have any idea what it is, uh, why it is they listen, but they do continue to listen. And it's Curtis. It's all Curtis. <laughs> that results in people hearing the message of liberty and a certain amount of them being converted to the ideas. So yes. this is effective. And it there is. are so many places that you can throw your uh, liberty dollar. And I'm of the opinion, obviously, I'm very, very biased on this one. I'm of the opinion, you know, Free Talk Live pulls this off for $3,800 a month currently, or what is it, $4,000 a month? $4,000 a month, we're we're doing this, and we'll be able to do more with more money. Look at any other liberty organization out there. They're not doing it for $4,000, they're doing it for $40,000 a month. So, yeah. We don't have those big donors like that. We don't have the Koch Foundation. We aren't a 501c3 corporation. We haven't gone through those hoops. No, but we also are profit-oriented. And these other guys are, you know, they're think tanks or they're doing whatever it is they're doing. But they're not out there, you know, like we are with the profit motive to expand our show. To It's it's not just, of course, about uh, about spreading the ideas of liberty, but if it wasn't about that, we wouldn't have worked for four years uh, you know, for free uh, with, with taking no paychecks to do this show. So certainly that's a core uh, factor to what we're doing here. But it's also, you know, you've got the difference in motivation, right? We're, we're here doing this as our primary task. This is how we, uh, we make our living. And you're helping uh, us do that and at the same time helping spread the ideas of freedom. And I agree with you, Mark. I don't think there's a better way to spend three bucks in the liberty movement. I don't really think there is. Curtis, what do you think? Free Talk Live has proven uh, cost effectiveness when it comes to uh, attractive people to the liberty movement. And uh, 
Thank you. That's Three a, bucks a month. Can't beat it. No, you really can. That's why I priced it that way. I looked at what the other uh, radio shows were look, were demanding for their websites, for you to get access to their cam, for you to get access to their full archives, for you to get you know the basic stuff I consider basic that uh, I want to give away for free on our site. So our, our model is just a complete reverse of, uh, of their model. And I looked at what they were charging, and it's seven, eight bucks a month. And so I figured, well, let's do it for half of that. Let's give away everything and then ask for half of that amount or less than half of that amount. And it's worked out. Uh, but we have slowly lost people over the, the last year. Some weeks, some weeks we'll have more signups and we'll lose people. Uh, but most of the weeks uh, over the last year, we have lost like one or two more people than we will get signed up for AMP. So if you've held back, if you thought about it, uh, please go to amp.freetalklive.com. It makes a big difference. If you have supported us and you had to drop off, we appreciate. I appreciate everything you've done. I, I mean, I appreciate every month that uh, that you were on for, and it it makes it still makes a difference. And that's why we let everybody that's been an amplifier stay on the amp email list. They keep getting those emails, and of course, we don't really have any. There's no security at this time, really, around the you know the amp perks except for the BBS. So you know you get the amp perks, and you kind of keep you can kind of keep the amp perks if you want to. I mean, you can be on the it's the honor system basically. And once you learn what the Ant Podcast is, eventually you might lock it up if people start to abuse it, like putting it out publicly for anybody to get their hands on. But I figure if you've amped once for you know a little while, then you should be able to keep getting that stuff. So amp.freetalklive.com. Curtis, uh, a lot of the amplifiers like to get together. They like to uh, to meet one another. And you'll find that the people that listen to Free Talk Live that attend events like the Porcupine Freedom Festival are more likely than not Free Talk Live amplifiers. I mean, Mark, we've met a lot of them there. Would lots you say that's the case? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or if not, they're not if they're not amplifiers, they a lot of in a lot of cases amp right there at the the, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Because you guys will be broadcasting from Port for us every night. We're gonna be there and we'll be broadcasting live as we did last year, talking to all kinds of interesting people, and uh, it's an absolute blast. Of course, Curtis, you were there last year and you were pretty excited about the event so much that you uh, took uh, took over part of the organizing this year. Well, I had so many great ideas. Carlos said. Uh... <laughs> I don't need to explain it to you guys. When someone comes along, the Free State Project says, "Hey, I got this great idea." You know, what's the immediate response? You, oh, should, okay, do you that. should do that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I got roped into it by opening my big mouth. Yeah, you deserve <laughs> yeah. it. By the way, so what's going on? The, with it, the event that you guys um, put on, just the broadcasting, is always a really big draw. You guys pack out that TV. Oh room. yeah, it's yeah. Like fifty or sixty people. People you know. like to come see it. You know, and I mean, it's nice of the Free State Project to put on these listener events for us. But they still came. <laughs> They actually still showed up. The, the first night last year, Jason Osborne came in and brought some free alcohol. And I guess somebody got a little out of control later on uh, in the evening. And he was kind of uh, uh, upset a little bit about that. And so the alcohol, the free alcohol didn't come back the next night. But there were still a lot of people there hanging out. And I think they brought their own drinks and you know, had a yeah, good sure. time. But I, I hear rumors that Jason Osborne may have some sort of fun tent this year. I don't know if that's confirmed. I don't know what... Can we talk about that, Curtis? I, I you know? can't speak to those rumors because I, I know, and I was one to sworn to secrecy. You do so. know something. but So that the fact that you know something says something to me. So uh, either way, you're going to have a blast at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Curtis, uh, pitch people, man. I mean, what, what's going on? Uh, okay, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is is, uh, is a campout event in the middle of summer um, designed to attract people to come to New Hampshire and check out the state, the in-state activism uh, the events that are going on, um, and and check out the state itself because so many people, you know, they've heard of the Free State Project, they've you know seen the videos, they've read about it, but uh, this is you know a real life experience. You can come. 
Yeah, I, I don't think I think that one one thing that people find, um, and this is probably sort of the unfair thing about the Liberty Forum and Porkfest, is the amount of camaraderie that goes on. I, if you believe in liberty. You've never experienced anything like this unless you've experienced this. There, uh, they have conventions, some but, other places. But you've never experienced anything like Porkfest unless you've exper- experienced Porkfest. There's nothing like it. Yeah, true. That the conventions are in hotels and stuff, so yeah, there's really nothing like Porkfest. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. If it's, there's something else out there like Porkfest, I'd like to hear about it. I'd, I'd like to start right. going. It's yeah. like Burning Man for people that believe in liberty. And I don't know what, Without what people, the Burning Man. Yeah, I, I don't know what people um, at Burning Man really believe in other than sort of like art and... Uh, you know, drugs. Maybe some drugs and stuff, and that's certainly those things are going on at Pork Fest. I've heard there's going to be, uh, I've heard there's going to be fire, uh, fire dancing. Is that right? I wouldn't be surprised. Twirling or whatever they call it. Well, there's always somebody. Yeah. Uh, do, they do amazing things there. There's guys with the, you know, there was one guy with a three wheel bicycle going down this huge ramp thing. Another guy walking around with a two handed broadsword strapped to his back. Open carry going on all over the place. Hot girls, really hot, single, liberty oriented girls. It's Dozens. amazing. Dozens of them. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm not saying they yeah, but, outnumber the guys. No, I certainly wouldn't. But the percentage was up last year over it's the incredible. year before. It's incredible. The things that you do not expect to see. And, 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 you know, people walk from campsite to campsite, meeting new people, talking to new people. It's it's wonderful. What kind of... Is there going to be an icebreaker of some sort uh, this year, Curtis? Is that planned? Uh... Because it could be difficult. It could be difficult for uh, you know somebody who hasn't really connected on the forums, for instance, maybe in advance. They're showing up. They don't know anybody. Uh, I can. Only, I'm just imagining how difficult that could be. Because once you once you start to talk to people and you start to get to know them, there's like instant bonds. Like these are people that you you in many cases feel like you've known your whole life, but you haven't actually known them uh, because you you're you're agreeing on so many things and there's so many different uh, ties that are similar between the people that are here, even though they've never actually met one another. So what what do you have in the way of uh, icebreaking kind of things planned? Uh, Thursday is the uh, official welcome to the party uh, day. Uh, there'll be people showing up earlier than that, but Thursday we have the welcoming uh, party. The opening ceremony, um, the party after the opening ceremony will be an 80s dance party this year. Oh, that sounds like fun. And uh, that's something that we're looking forward to because uh, a few of us on the, on the planning committee, we're, we're kind of cheesy and, and we're looking forward to it. We're going we're gonna to plan stuff we want to do. So 80s sure. dance party, um, which in my mind is a, it's a step up over the, the intro last year, you know. Uh, Which was I don't recall. It was a table full of wine and and, uh, and a card game where a, a word was put on your back and you had to you know hmm. yeah not too many people participated so this this year it's it's an eighties dance party cool so what else is uh, is happening highlight some of the uh, the weekend uh, what what do you think is going to uh, excite people besides the camaraderie besides meeting other people you know, and. I don't know what else they have. They have some like some tables with uh, you know people giving out literature and, and and hawking some wares and things like that, and that's cool. But it it really is the camaraderie to me. I, they, they they certainly have events which are excuses to stand around and uh, drink and watch other people do stuff, and and I'm cool with that. I, I love having the things to do. But for me, it's the standing around, the big bonfires and people talking, mingling with new people. I, you Isn't know, there like a potluck dinner or some sort of cook-off? I mean, give me yeah, some of the some things that are happening right? here. The one-pot cook-off. Um, there's going to be... Uh, there's a know, Liter- Liberty I'm, Ladies cook-off, too. It's the Liberty Ladies. I can only imagine that is, that is the, the one-pot competition cook-off. there. Yep, that is the one-pot cook-off this year, put on by the Liberty Ladies, not to be confused with the uh, Ladies of Liberty Alliance. 
Yeah. Liberty Ladies are New Hampshire Liberty Ladies. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And they do this every year. So, you know, um, I I think that also there's this uh, there's this agorist alley or something that you guys have, are putting on. Talk about that. Yeah. And, and, and this is where uh, what the people that believe in agorism are going to be selling attempt, attempting to sell stuff of their own. And, and they're all kind of grouping together. And I think it's I think it's neat. There's a lot of left libertarians out there. They dig this. This is pork fest. Is, I, I don't like that term personally. But I didn't know I was a left libertarian. It's, <laughs> it, 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 it's a term yeah I, I think it's just silly to uh to categorize libertarians in this left right spectrum against like i'm back in the left right spectrum darn it uh did, <laughs> did we all just this, get did over all this that? work yeah i don't know i mean that's it's a term that they use and i you know i can see some relation i'm a voluntarist and that has that has meaning to me but left and right doesn't really make it's weird sense. you're you're an anarcho-capitalist so you're you're a right libertarian but as soon as you're a practicing anarcho-capitalist what i refer to as an agorist you're now a left libertarian. Yeah. Well, nothing changed. I just am acting on my beliefs. So uh, agorism is when people are acting outside of necessarily the legal channels in order to do their business, basically. Right? It's a conscious participation in the counter economy. Counter economy being anything but uh, activity in the so-called legal White market. World. Yeah. Yeah. There's no uh, permits or anything like that. licenses, etc. No health inspections. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, so, tell me about uh, Agora Alley. What's happening there? How many people are participating? What kind of services, products? Sell me. There's uh, approximately uh, thirty agorists uh, in separate spots um, setting up uh, food, uh, shirts, uh, massages, tattoos. Um, she is part of the Porkfest Agorist Cooperative, but she's not in Agora Alley. She's got a. Uh, speaking of Leah Patrick. Um, one of the ladies of the... She's got her own spot in the RV section, Lines. right? She's uh, uh, in the hotel. Okay. Oh, okay. And she's actually already booked out. You, well, so you, you don't want to do that in a tent. I mean, it's not like you have the, you know... That, not exactly. So you're shit out of luck, then. If, you, if you're not signed up for uh, for her tattoos, then I've heard there's going to be another tattoo artist there, but I can't say who it is. Yeah, I can't say for sure. You can you can sign up with her for, like, the backup list. Okay. And so I, in case someone drops out. Yeah, and I did encourage her to hold back a few spots that she uh, could do something with later. I... I encouraged her to raffle them off for charity, but she can do with them whatever she likes. So the um, I, I I think you know the Agra Alley is going to be fun, and I what I like is that there's all kinds of different food going on, and it's never planned. You just kind of wander around, find it, gives people some silver, or some money, or whatever, and it's just. I, you know, I can't say enough about the camaraderie. For me, that's what it's about. I, you know, there's there's events and and all that stuff, but to me, I like to I like to get up when I get up. And go do what I want to do and wander mm-hmm. around and talk to people. And everybody's just having a good time, sitting around, just kind of vacating and camping and having a good time and cooking. And and uh, there's certainly plenty of alcohol imbibed. And I'm certain that uh, people are smoking pot and doing all that other stuff. And, and you know, that's their thing. And they're oh, having no. a good time doing it. Yeah, it is it's it is a darn good time. I'm looking here over at porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. There's a whole list of things that are happening here Buzz's big gay dance party. That's going to be happening. That is going to be a blast. Buzz? You didn't meet Buzz? I'm not sure. Oh, Buzz was at uh, the Liberty Forum this year. And if you met Buzz while she was uh, while she had her, her drink on, you certainly would remember. She was uh, fairly loquacious. Very nice. Uh, very nice lady. Okay. I'd like to She get... has a buzz cut. In case you... Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so tell me here's, more, Here's Curtis. another good, good one. Uh, was she a, a thin gal with a, a open carrying... Uh, probably, I know she was thin and she had a buzz cut, so okay. the only woman with a buzz cut at uh, the Liberty Forum. What was her sexual orientation? <laughs> what do you think? 
I thought I thought she was uh, the the woman I'm thinking. She's of, hosting I, Buzz's big gay dance party. What do you think that means? Well, okay. Um, I I, I believe the woman I was thinking of was a lesbian. But, yes. You know, but that's fine. Gay cool. is another word for for lesbian. Yeah, well. I guess. Yeah, but I hope they have a good time. I probably would go. Heck, I dude, if, you, if you've ever been to a uh, a gay dance party, it is a good time. I went to the... Nothing I like more than gay bar music. <laughs> let me tell you, uh, there was this event in uh, Sarasota called Pride Fest, and you know, gay, lesbian Pride Fest, where I would go as the Libertarian Party and set up a, a table, set up a booth, and do the world's smallest political quiz. I did gun shows, Pride Fests, and county fairs. <laughs> and uh, I had more fun at the Pride Fest than yeah. anywhere else. Gay people, and I know I'm being very general here, so I'm sure there are exceptions. You just had a good time when you went. Gay people know how to party. Let me tell you, they, have a, <laughs> they know how to have a good time. Anyway, what else? Uh, here's one you guys might like. Uh, there's going to be a uh, a debate of sorts. We're calling it "Old School Goes to Pot," and it's um, mm-hmm. civil disobedience activist Rich Paul versus inside the system activist Matt Simon, and they are going to debate which which form of uh, activism is best when it comes towards uh, oh, legalization of marijuana. That should be heated. It, it should be very good. Uh, just for giggles, we kick around the idea of me getting into a uh, like a Mexican wrestler costume and jump out there and like <laughs> I'll be the Agora man. I'm like, no, you should not legalize it. <laughs> so uh, also, uh, let's see. So Free Talk Live, broadcasting live, all kinds of things going on all weekend long. Plus, the official event only runs from Thursday through Sunday. But as we mentioned earlier, people are going to show up early. People, yeah. some people show Monday, up on the pre- previous Sunday or or you know Monday or that early, and things are slow early on. But that that's there's a lot probably a lot. But you're more kind of established stuff. as the you know you're you're there you're already so if you're if you're new to the event it's better to get i think to get there a little earlier because you're, sense, you're yeah. already there and then people are coming in and you know you so it's gonna be yeah. it's a territory thing you you've already peed everywhere <laughs> let me say if you're if you're new to pork fest this year and um you don't, bathrooms, you don't know too many you don't know too many people and, and you'd kind of like to you know meet some people one great way to to meet some people is to volunteer if you volunteer for four hours mm. you get in free so whoa that's a great deal what, yep. what is the admission on this I and mean, we haven't even talked about dollars oh. and cents and stuff i mean obviously you don't get a free uh, campsite you got to pay for that right yeah you got to talk to rogers campground to uh to secure your campsite um right now registration for pork fest is twenty dollars if you're over 18 if you're under it's free uh, that price goes up five dollars on May fifteenth. So in less than two weeks, the early bird special will end. Now, where's uh, Roger? How do you find out about Rogers Campground? You go to what uh, Porkfest.com. If you go to Porkfest.com, that'll that'll get you going to wherever we, everywhere you need to go. Right there at the top. Yep. The first link's to Rogers. Second second link is to where you need to register in order to uh, uh, get your spot at Porkfest before the price goes up. Rogers is a great campground. Uh, it last year was my first year at Rogers. Actually, the history of Porkfest is that before we moved up here, Mark, they had them at Rogers. They had the Porkfest yeah. at Rogers. We moved up in 06. It was that year, I think the next year, that they, um, yeah, and it was in 07 that they had it at a place somewhere Guns, else. Gunstock. Gunstock. Yeah. yeah, and the, that place was kind of state-owned, basically, and you know, there was some problems with Gunstock. And yeah, it, was, it wasn't, they, they it was weren't cool. exactly party-oriented there. And, no, no, um, it, was, it was real bad. They, the people were complaining that weren't with us, and they sent the security out to shut yeah. down the fun tent. It just wasn't a lot of, it, the fun tent got less fun um, at, as time went by, but it was it was great, but it, was it was just wasn't as cool as Rogers oh, seems yeah, to be. Oh yeah, I had a good time, but since I hadn't gone to Rogers, I didn't know what I was missing. Yeah. Then they had it at Rogers last year again 
again for the first time for me, and it was just awesome. I mean, yeah, the we, owner's really cool there at Rogers. We talked to him, and we got to talk to so many of our listeners, and you know, you, you get to know them in, in this. You're there, we're there all day, so we get to meet people and talk to them, and and it's really it's really very a lot of fun. Um, Michael Ben Nark might be making an appearance. Oh, sweet. I heard about it. if. Right, it's contingent on something. If, if we can get thirty people to sign up uh, at a hundred dollars a piece to take his uh, eight-hour Constitution class on Thursday, he will show up. He'll do the class and he'll stick around to party afterwards. It's great. It's a great Sweet. idea. Will he stay for the whole weekend? At uh, if you get him, he's got money? something to do on Saturday, so he'll leave Friday afternoon sometime. Okay, but still, for he'll Thursday hang out for the for the Thursday night, you know, big party. So. Cool. You know. There's parties every night. I don't know if Thursday is the big party. I would say that. I yeah. would say that you if can it's call whatever like party you want the big year, party, I man. I would say if there's anything. What do like, they do when uh, they go into sleep? No, it's pork fest. I mean, a, they might a be a little more night. spread out, but you just wander around and you find another party. There's my, parties all over. Yeah, my observation last year was that Saturday was the biggest, uh, the biggest night, as it was at the Liberty Forum, just because everybody's going home. You know, because it's Saturday day, night, yeah. and yeah. it's the, the you know the last bash. Uh, so it's a lot of fun. What's, when is the uh, the open mic thing? What's it called and when's it happening? Soapbox Idol. That was really popular last year and I was so jealous because I wanted to see it happen. You can see some of them online. I think most of the, the videos from Soapbox Idol last year are online somewhere. I don't know where, but uh, you can see that. And you probably can just search search for it on YouTube. But uh, Gardner Goldsmith, uh, Angela Keaton from Antiwar.com were some of the judges. Uh, Chris Lawless, who was the organizer of the Liberty Forum, was one of the judges last year. And they it looked like an absolute blast. Unfortunately, Mark, you and I were on the air, so we couldn't yeah. uh, we couldn't attend. But the place was packed full of people. Yeah, it and it's basically it's an open mic contest, right? Yeah, and hopefully those three will be back as judges again this year. Uh, I know I Angela so. Keaton is signed on to be on again. What about, guard, what about the guard dog? I haven't talked to guard. All right. Well, do you need his email address? I can hook you up with that. Sure, we can talk. All right, cool. So tell me more about the contest. How's it work? What's what's the prize? Uh, well, we're working on a prize. We didn't even have a prize last year. It was it's uh, bragging rights. It's bragging rights, yeah. yeah. I mean, which is, you know, no, no small feat when you're in the Free State Project and you say, right. I, you know, I won. What's the purpose? Is it just anything goes? Rants? Or what? what's the deal? I don't even think it has to be liberty-oriented, but obviously liberty-oriented goes with this crew. Uh, for me, I like to um, I like the people with the rants that... Um, are not normal. I mean, up here you're going to hear the same old arguments over and over again. So, if you're going to get me to cheer at these events, it needs to be something fresh. Cool. So that's what I look forward to. I know that uh, freekeen.com is going to be sponsoring that particular event, as well as uh, we're on board for sponsoring the entire uh, the entire affair, which I'm pretty excited about. So, the freekeen banners will be up. I know that you mentioned uh, bringing a CD Evolution banner in. So, I mean, it's going to be a real happening it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it and here we are we're what uh less than two months away now at this you know we point. should talk about not just the people that like the ideas of liberty but we should talk about the people who might be bringing people who aren't as into it um families there are playgrounds swimming pools mm, yeah. kids um every yeah all kinds Other of families. kids having a great time dogs and and kids and and wives mini and, golf and, yeah, there's mini golf. Mini golf, horseshoes, hopefully the water slide will be working. Okay. And, you know, all the things that other people might want to do. Because, you know, what, what happens is, you know, my wife tends to grumble about uh, going to these events. But when she gets there, she always finds wives and has a really great mm. time. And, and, you know, they talk about the things that they're going to talk about. You know, there's generally one person in the couple that is more or less interested in liberty. And, yeah. you know, they, they find they find each other and you have all kinds of things to talk about. They even have an arcade at this place. So yeah, looking at the, yeah. the list of things. There's a got. big arcade there, actually. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I don't know why specifically you'd want to, <laughs> um, you know, go there and pay 25 cents or whatever for a video or 50 cents or a dollar for video games. But, you know, some people would want to do it. So what else, Curtis? I mean, uh, is there anything we're missing that you can think? Oh, oh, I'm looking here at the list. Uh, Mama Alley is going to be there uh, from Savannah Last That's Biscuit right. fame. We have had Mama Alley on the show a couple times now. And Taryn from uh, the LCL Report has bragged and bragged about Mama Alley. And she's a really nice lady. And she's been great. And she, you want to talk about an agorist? This woman is a prime example. Putting the money where the mouth is. She is a doer. She runs. In case you don't know, you can go to our guest page at guest.freetalklive.com. Look for the biscuit. It's up in the top left yep. of the, the guest list. And uh, You can hear Mama Ali say asshole on national radio. Yeah, it was great. She's <laughs> great. Uh, and she runs a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week underground food delivery service. She will be there. She's bringing her kitchen to the campground. Bring her entire crew. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I hear the I hear that her biscuits and gravy uh, you know, like rocks the south. And uh yeah, you don't, I'm very 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 that, interested huh? in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, if you remember there's a lot of complaints about the uh, the company breakfast there at uh, Rogers last year. The company breakfast? Yes, you know, in the in the little store they had there. They had the oh, little, yeah. little, little I wanted to say there. nothing about that, but uh, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it took you like 45 minutes to get food that wasn't yeah. all that great. And yeah. Damn. It wasn't cheap. Savannah Last Biscuit, it's my understanding they're going to be open late and... Uh, open early. Yeah, and my campground's right by there, so I'm going to bring some earplugs just in case it's, uh, it's a little noisy. It's too bad for you because she's going to be delivering to your campsite, so it's going to be an easy delivery to you. Oh, yeah, that's, that's even better. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to have uh, there's Wi-Fi by the way on How the Rogers people? campground. Yeah, there is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can you can bring your laptop and uh, get your Facebook fix. Um, <laughs> the I wanted to ask Curtis how many people were at the last pork fest because I really don't know this. There's there's a gigantic picture of what appears to be several Hundreds. hundred people. Uh, do you got any what, idea that what wasn't the everybody? That, no, no, I it wasn't, wasn't in that picture. Right. I, I meant to, I meant to, 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 to say, you know, this is just the people they could round up. It's, I think they had some announcements. Did you even hear announcements? I don't even remember there I being like a speaker system like there was in prison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, somehow or another, people just kind of, you know, wandered in and got, they got a, pictures of hundreds of people. There I had a brownie earlier in the day. This. I was so high. I wasn't. Yeah, my God. You were wasted. It Somewhere between 700 and 750, I'd say. They sold like 698 tickets last year and there was. You know the volunteers. You know the main crew. They didn't Sneak buy ins. tickets. There were some other people. Yeah. So yeah, I like to to go. Call I like seven twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Seven twenty five. I think we may have some call. We got some calls here. They may be related. Maybe not. Yeah, we'll find we'll out see. here. Let's go to the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live, extended internet only edition. Hello. Hello. Hey, who's this? It's Leah. Leah. Leah, Leah tattoo artist. Hey. Leah. Yeah, I heard my my ears were burning. It's a lady. <laughs> Yeah, so we hear you're all booked up uh, for Porkfest already. Congratulations. Thank you. I guess that's a, a, a testament to the quality of your work because, you know, if it was crap, then you probably wouldn't be booked up. Either that or the lack of competition. That too. <laughs> I hear there might be competition up there. I, you know, I don't know if it's going to be as quality of competition, but I, I have, I've heard rumors that... And in fact, you're not the only one who's being competed with, right? I mean, Curtis, there's going to be multiple people selling uh, precious metals, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. Uh, multiple people selling food in various different forms, so there's, there's going to be some competition up so, there. So, Leah, do you take silver for uh, tattoos or just cash? Uh, it depends on whether it's post-reimbursement of my travel expenses or pre. 
I see. So once you once you uh, pay for whatever it costs you to come up, then you uh, then you'll start dickering. You'll uh, you'll take bags of weed or uh, or, or, or <laughs> silver. I I don't know what else. Brownies. I I am bartering with a few people. Like um, for example, I'm not going to be paying for any food. I've got my food covered. Sweet. Um. Yeah. And um, I've had other offers, like you said, Mark. But uh, I think I'm covered <laughs> in that area. <laughs> so what are you calling about tonight? Is Liam coming? Uh, no, he's not coming. Okay. Just me today, this time. Okay. What were you calling about tonight? Oh, I just yeah, I would call because I heard hi. you guys talking about me. Okay. Cool. Well, well thank thanks. you. It's Always nice hearing from sure. you. We'll see you in a couple months or a few weeks, okay, actually. Cool. Thanks for the call. Yeah. 50 days. 50. He's got the countdown going. Uh, you can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Get yeah. registered as soon as possible because uh, early registration ends on the 15th of this May month. May 15th. And Leah is one of the Lola girls. You can see she her is. on the Lola calendar um, if you happen to have one. Or you can go, I, I think it's Ladies of Liberty Alliance uh, on Facebook. Right. Let's continue. Another AMP caller. You're on uh, Free Talk Live with uh, Ian Curtis and Mark. I think we are having jittery phone lines. Two jittery calls in a row. I apologize for the jitter. Uh, Keith, what's up? Oh, everything's fine on my end. Um, I just, yeah, free, um, this is amazing. Porkfest is a really great event. I'm glad you're talking about it. Yeah, man. Well, we, we I felt like we needed to do a, um, you know, like, a, I, I don't know, an infomercial to uh, tell people about it because... I, we, you just can't do it on the radio to the length that we can do this. No, and uh, we have a, you know, if the audience wants to stick around after the show, they can stick around after the show. If they if they feel like, oh, Free Talk Live's out. always plugging something, they can haul ass. You know, I mean, the show's done and, and that's fine. Hey, Keith, I saw Joe today. Yeah, Mark, those are all great points. Actually, um, you know, this isn't as good as the Edgington, you know. What's this? What? But, you know, oh, it's not as good as your show. show. Oh, the Edgington Post. But, this is a pretty good, pretty good show. The extended edition, I like it. All right, are you drunk? No, okay. terrible thing to say. <laughs> the man works for, has a job now. You can't ask him questions like that. His boss could hold it against him. By the way, hey Keith, did you hear me? I said I saw Joe today. Oh right, I'm not allowed to give media interviews. <laughs> I'll just let you know. Anyway, I played it on the air tonight in case you didn't hear it. Oh, Keith. that's great. So anyway, how's it going, Curtis? Are you going to be um, doing karaoke again at Porkfest? Oh, again? Even... Was there karaoke last time? There was supposed to be, but it didn't happen. I had nothing to do with it either. There definitely but needs to be really karaoke. That's my big question. Time. Is there going to be karaoke at Porkfest? That'd be really awesome. Great question. Curtis make it happen. Curtis can do has, does karaoke. You have a karaoke setup or something like that. No, or at least he experience no, no, of doing no, it, don't you? I no. think the money that I, I paid for the free happen, keen though. sponsorship should go toward a uh, karaoke setup, though. Not that I can control these things, but. Ian, why don't you use the amp money to go to karaoke? I don't know if that'd be appropriate. I don't know that fits. Seems inappropriate. I think someone out there listening should step up and say, hey, I got the equipment and I got the know-how to run yeah. karaoke. It sounds like an opportunity. Well, what do you need? You've got you the know-how. To... I've seen you do it. Well, there was a... Now, wait a minute. There was an uh, there was an amplifier there last year. Somebody brought a mic and uh, some sort of a mix. I don't know if it was a mixer or what they had. I didn't take a close look at it. But It, it uh, takes more know-how, really. Um, I mean, all you need is a laptop and you can... The laptop and software, the software and the songs. And, and... Yeah, that's easy to get, but interfacing with someone else's you know, amplifier equipment... We could have agorist karaoke pulling it off seamlessly so it doesn't you know i'm counting on you curtis maybe you should do it keith why don't you put it together i know i know no, I got other stuff yeah thank he's you. got his government forms to fill out please g-man yeah. keith, keith thank you for all the liberty activism you do in new hampshire <laughs> <laughs> oh no problem no problem last weekend i was in manchester i walked down elm street the main city and i went to um like 10 different newspaper stands and opened them up in every single newspaper i put a um, free talk live flyer in. you're awesome keith and you know we appreciate you even though you are a g-man 
Uh, I thought he said he was going right, to put a, a stick of thanks, in the paper. You know, if you if you call in tonight, try the 603-435-1105 number instead of the amp lines. If you're going to call in and you're an amplifier, try 603-435-1105. It sounds like we're having some jitter issues uh, with the amp lines tonight, so apologies about that. All right, so what are we missing here, Curtis? I know we haven't been through uh, all of the stuff happening. There's so much going on. Number one, there's a lot you're going to see. If you go to porkfest.com with a C, porkfest with a C, you're going to see just a whole bevy of things that you can do. The itinerary is uh, incredible. That's not the whole schedule or anything. That's just a taste to get people interested. Exactly, because there's a lot happening that's unscheduled. As Mark was saying, you walk around, you find people, things yeah. are going on, you you network with people, you find out what's happening, you go out and you do it. Also, of course, the Wi-Fi's there so people can still kind of do their uh, their online interactions. We even have two-way radios. Uh, people are going to be bringing their two-ways out. They, they were out last year, but more people have them this year, so you'll be able to have instant communications between candidates campsites in between people and that kind of thing uh, of course the two ways are marine band uh two ways which means that that's a little bit of civil disobedience uh we could have an fcc raid of the camp uh the campground because every time you key up on a marine band radio and you aren't on the water uh, it's supposedly a uh, violation of uh, the fcc make raid. sure you're standing on a puddle yeah the ship could lose its way well i figure i'm 70 percent water anyway so uh, <laughs> <laughs> the rest bullshit <laughs> all right so let's what not are, forget the alt expo yeah, what's what's going on at Alt Expo? I haven't even heard Alt of Expo it. always cool. It's always yeah. I don't know anything about it, but I'm sure it's going to be worth uh, going to at least one or two little things they throw. Well, let me tell you some things that I've experienced when I've gone to uh, different Alt Expos throughout the years, and they generally have two a year: one at the uh, Liberty Forum and one at the the Pork Fest. And mm-hmm. I go every single year because I find them to be so interesting because they they cover a variety of different things. Um, there was uh, unschooling. They talked about. You know, just sort of, it's it's a sort of variety of homeschooling where you it's it's child direct, uh, directed learning, and the kids decide what they want to learn and how they want to learn and at what pace they want to learn it and when they want to learn it. Some off the grid stuff. Yeah. There was a two way radio session last year. Right. I didn't make it, but I wanted to. In a ham radio thing. Um, that's why, one that's year. Why. Okay. Well, beekeeping. Um, yeah, beekeeping. I was going to talk about that. As a matter of fact, I got my bees today. Ooh. It was, um, I, you know, Brian Tra- Travis helped me out with this, and that's the kind of community we have here in New Hampshire. And I'd like to say that, you know, getting a uh, box of uh, 10,000 um, upset bees and uh, then pulling the cork out and dumping them into a, uh, you know, another box that's uncontained at that point wasn't nearly as, as uh, scary and, and frightening and awful as it could have been. More stuff going on here. Uh, Stephanie Murphy, Mike Barsky, you might have heard of Pork Therapy. We've mentioned it on the show before. They're going to be doing their show uh, live from the uh, the same place we do ours earlier in the day on, I think, Friday. And uh, there's, I think some other radio guy from Sirius is, might be maybe going to be there. I don't know. Uh, but there's uh, there's a lot going on here. Kids, there's events for kids. So there's not just the playground. Uh, there's not just the, uh, the swimming pool and the, the arcade. But they're actually, you know, the families that are bringing their kids up are self-organizing and... And they're coming up with things that are, number one, there's some of them that are listed, kids gymnastics and other things that are happening there. So there's just so much going on. I mean, we've we've spent a half an hour on this so far. We've packed in a lot of discussion. Uh, Just scratching the surface. Yeah. Because here's what's got to happen for a lot of people. They have to hear our broadcasts at Porkfest and say, man, I wish I'd have gotten there. I wish it had gone. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe by maybe they do next year, maybe they don't next year, and the opportunity, you know, slips away for this year. And I don't want that to happen because I have such an incredibly good time when I go. How about putting uh, last year's Porkfest broadcast on the loop or something leading up to this year's? 
Well, um, if the the, the loop generally, uh, you know, loops the last night's show, so that would be a different loop. Uh, you know, we'd have to create a different technical loop. difficulties, Curtis. Technical I, difficulties. I got you. But you can count on that we will continue to uh, to promote heavily and uh, and mention as often as we can. Let's continue with phone calls, though. 603-435-1105. You're on Free Talk Live Extended Edition with Curtis. Yeah, hey. Uh, Indeed. I heard you all mention before that uh, it's possible to volunteer. Who is this? This is Andrew. I called earlier. Andrew. Okay, yeah. Uh, volunteering, Curtis. How does that work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you want to volunteer and save the $20 and meet some people and do some good all at the same time, just go to the same place you'd register as if you were going to pay, and there is a ticket there um, for volunteers, and we'll get in touch with you. No, I mean, uh, even if I wanted to pay, do you need, still need volunteers to help out or whatever? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good way to meet people. And okay, cool. So, if you volunteer uh, yeah. in the right place, all I the hot, just, all the hot chicks have about... to talk to you. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like girls. Actually, true. Yeah. No? I'm kidding. Uh, I don't so, know. Do you yeah. like girls, Andrew? Who knows? Of course. <laughs> okay, uh, but it's not a course. There's a, there's a significant po- segment of the male population that does not like women. Okay, uh, I, I, no, I'm, I'm not meaning as it's uh, an epithet. Let yeah, him, let him get is, out his that point. Does not include me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I guess I'm just thinking about. I'm actually even thinking about moving up to New Hampshire. Um, but I guess you know, just I get meeting people there or whatever. Um, well, where are you, you coming know, from? Be a good way. South Carolina. South Carolina. Well, uh, I don't know if you've got your ride situation figured out for Porkfest yet, but there are some people coming up from that way. Um, on Facebook, there's the Convoy to Porkfest group and page, and, and you can uh, link up with other people there who are driving up, might have seats available, that sort of thing. That's a great suggestion. Okay. Now, aren't there multiple convoys from right. different places? Right now, if if you go to, um, I believe it's tinyurl.com slash porkfest2010convoy, and uh, it's, a, uh, it's a short hyperlink to... Um, or a short link to the uh, Google map where people are are routing their their uh, their tracks to tinyurl.com slash porkfest2010 convoy or just look for porkfest convoy on Facebook exactly and you'll you find it right there and that'll be a good place to uh, you know meet people because you'll be riding up with them plenty of time to uh, to you know create a relationship you know fun before the fun right. starts oh yeah absolutely uh, Porkfest right. Caravan 2010. I, I got Porkfest Caravan. Yeah, the, uh, okay. the map. Porkfest Caravan 2010. There's there's something like 14 or 15 routes already mapped. Um, the furthest coming from Houston, Texas. That's awesome. So what else, Andrew? Right anything around. else? No, that was it. All right, man. We'll see you at the Porkfest, and thanks for the call tonight. P o r c f e s t dot com to get registered. And it's cheap. It's camping. It's not like you have to pay for a hotel room for uh, for a whole weekend or anything like that. Uh, though there is a hotel. You can. You don't have to. There's even a really nice hotel maybe 500 yards down the road. So if you want a really nice, you know, this is your one vacation of the decade and you really want to enjoy it. Um, yeah. You can get yourself a nice four or five star room. And uh, just I haven't seen commute. this hotel that you're referring to. The other one uh, was just as crappy as the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the regular one. I mean, we're not talking about Radisson here or anything, right? No, it's 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 a you know it's not a chain thing. I recall seeing a nice hotel when I was driving. Yeah, if you if you're leaving it. if you're leaving and you make the left and you get the whatever place yeah, on the right, it's and, not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> you could walk there though, couldn't you? I mean, you could walk to this other Probably hotel. five minute walk. Yeah, yeah. So what else, Curtis? What else are we missing? What else do people need to know about the Porcupine Freedom Festival? Tennis courts. I thought I'd mention that. They have tennis courts there. Yeah. Wow. There's so much I didn't even see. I didn't even see them. Maybe I saw them and I didn't. Well, why would we notice tennis courts? You were on brownies. 
I was on one. Yeah, one day I was on the brown. It was it wasn't even multiple brownies. It was <laughs> one crazy brownie. Well, there's there's wasn't nothing that big. Nothing anyone really needs to know. The the, the most compelling argument is the community, which you got to see it to believe yeah. it. Yeah, you really do. Um, but you don't have to do anything at Porkfest to have the time of your life. And <laughs> right, many people do have the time of their life, and they're like, "Oh, I'm, I missed everything." Right. <laughs> that's, that, that's how I feel when I go. Is uh, the only thing I manage to do is make it to a couple of alt expo things, and um, you know, the rest of it is is spent going from campsite to campsite, meeting people, talking to them, you know, just having a great time and hanging out with uh, with folks, some new, some old friends. Um, I, for me, that's what it is, and and I I simply can't state uh you know vociferously enough that this is really awesome and you ought to come because it's a good time yeah go and look for uh look for pork fest on youtube and i'm sure you'll find all kinds of videos i know that sam's video from last year he closed the pork fest last year sam dodson from obscuredtruth.com gave a kick-ass speech uh to uh, to wrap things up and of course the soapbox idol uh is available i believe on uh, on youtube as well uh just again looking here at uh, porkfest.com you've got all kinds of cooking events you've got uh, the, the the stuff for the kids there's there's also you know the occasional speech and panel discussion as well uh, state free weddings yeah that's pretty cool this that's news this year who is who's going to perform the wedding yeah. or who's going to actually you know well i mean yeah the who's, who's um, the preacher man there's no preacher man actually there's two preacher women's okay to uh, sovereign ministers, um, there's a couple guys I'd try like to encourage to do it, um, but they haven't stepped up yet. But you got a choice or two different uh, ministers you can choose from. They'll, they will be in Agora Alley, and uh, we're really hoping this will take off. Um, we'd like to schedule on um, Saturday a big ass wedding reception. That's cool. That's a great. It's kind of like fun. the main party. Like we'll have the big ass wedding reception, and then we'll have the dance party afterwards, and then we'll have the after party after you know the after hours party after that. So. Um, I've always thought weddings were the best parties in the world, and then I came to Pork Fest. Now the bus tours are still going <laughs> to so happen. Now we're going to combine the two. The bus tours are not going to happen. They're actually. not. Oh, okay. okay. Not, not unless someone else stands up, steps up, and puts to it do together, this sort of thing. But yeah, it's it's um tour the state on your own time. Exactly. Come up for two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, is it when you, when Pork Fest is over, stick around. Uh, I know that usually a lot of sometimes uh, people want to come out to the Keene area to see what's happening. Uh, the Social Sundays happens after Pork Fest. It's one of the biggest social Sundays of the year. Typically, is that uh, people are leaving Pork Fest, they're heading south. Uh, they uh, they Everyone hop on ninety one. Yeah. yeah, and they come down uh, and they uh, and they visit Keene, and so that's a great excuse. Of course, there's usually stuff to do elsewhere in the state. I don't know what that is, but uh, Tap Room Tuesdays. Uh, they, if yeah. they stick around a little longer. Yeah, exactly. Over in so, Manchester. Yeah, great excuse. And the way things are going these days, you you might have a court case you could go watch. Too. <laughs> or you know, if you show up early, like a lot of people are, if you're showing up on Monday or Tuesday or something like that, that gives you the beginning portion of the week to just drive around the state and explore and uh, and see different stuff, and then you know come back up and go to your campsite. That way, you don't have to buy a hotel room or or, or something like that elsewhere. Uh, Pimp my activism is coming back. Uh, Mike Barsky, who is uh, he did this last year. Uh, practice makes perfect. Pimp my that's what pimp stands for uh where you practice doing interactions with the police and uh that was that was pretty popular last year again lots of cookings there's a shoot there's a gun shoots with the nra certified instructors uh, i'm just looking here at the at the list speaking of the pin my activism i was on uh mark stevens uh radio show just this past saturday oh, yeah you did a great job by the, the way uh, no state project radio show and he was really excited about um Free Keen and Pork Fest and the whole community. We got yeah, it was like an there. hour of uh, Free Keen pr- uh, promos. I told him he needed to send you a bill. But really doesn't think that's funny. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> the little miser in him just squealed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, man, I put a, I, I'm going to put his live show on uh, Liberty Radio Network, I think, starting <laughs> see, this Saturday. See, he's trying to wheel, wheel out of the bill. He's <laughs> coming up with excuses. Wait, 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 wait. But we're, yeah. Anyway, I told him about uh, Michael Bednarik coming up, and, um, you know, he... He, uh, we talked. I talked to him about it before, and and he made it sound as though he had prior engagements. But mm-hmm. this latest time made it sound as though that he just needed to be making some money. In that, yeah, that he time needs to period. cover his costs and make a little bit of money to come up. I mean, you're talking about having him put on a seminar like Michael Badnarik is going to put on a, you know, a yeah, seminar. He, he does those seminars all over and makes uh, makes the kind of money we're talking about. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be any big deal. I may be wrong. Um, you know, maybe it's not the crowd for it, but I think it is because there's so many people. That. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in it. I think I, it is. Is it's, it sounds good to me? Yeah, I'd be interested in, in hearing him talk about. So what even he if that about. doesn't happen this year, maybe next year. Uh, either way, there's a lot happening here. Uh, let's see, music, music all over the place. Lots of musically talented uh, porcupines up here, and I'll just let you explore the website, uh, porkfest.com. It is a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. And Curtis, thank you. And thank you to Carla and everybody else that is putting this on behind the scenes. I'm sure it's going to be even better than it was last year. And last year was awesome. So this year is going to be awesome plus. Anything else we need to talk about tonight? Uh, we just need to do this again. <laughs> all right. We'll do that again. Uh, all right. So, yeah, maybe maybe our listeners can call in next time we talk about this because we're going to wrap this up. But next time we talk about it, you're hearing, you're hearing us talk about this. Call in with your experiences. What was Porkfest like for you? It's one thing for us to sit here and you know, talk about how great it was. But what about you? Did you have a good time? What, what was it like? Was it your first time? How did you feel? Uh, tell us about your, your experiences. But for tonight, we're going to wrap things out. I appreciate everybody sticking around for the extended edition of the program. Uh, gentlemen, is there anything else that you want to cover here while we're on the Internet-only uh, edition? Or should we wrap it up? This is a good stopping point. That's it for me. All right. Uh, so we will see you tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime and get interactive with us on our website at freetalklive.com. The site allows you to influence the stuff we talk about on the air. You heard tonight uh, the story that you did at the end of the show, Mark, came right from uh, the top of the website. So do head on over there and enjoy that when you get a chance. Uh, get registered. It's free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. We give it away at freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's been Ian with you. And Curtis. And Mark. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. Good night. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.